You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what Matrix, you did! I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garashi. I'm Alex Peshera. In studio, we have Electra Tellisford. Hello, Electra. Hi, how are you? Good. Good, good. <laughs> Thanks Welcome. for coming did on. Get, did Peter get your name right? Did yeah. You say it again. Electra Tellisford. Okay. No. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say I'm proud of my boy. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I say Ford. Ford. Okay. Yes, all right. A lot of Close, say enough. Ford. Close I, enough. No, I said Tellisford. You said Ferd. Did I? You yeah. Did. It just it yeah. rolled. I have problems enunciating people, sometimes. No, a lot of people do, though. Like, a lot oh, of people, yeah. yeah. And it probably is Ferd, but I don't I like people, it. I bet people fuck up your first name, even. How, or no? How'd you say it? Electra. Yeah. It's Electra. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> yeah. You sure? It is. I mean, I say it lazily, her name. too, but it is Electra. Yeah. yeah. Were you named after the uh, Eugene O'Neill play? Um. The... Morning becomes Greek, Electra. Yeah, the Greek version of that. Yeah, where it comes from. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, that's it cool. It wasn't the comic book, as everybody seems to think. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, all that stuff start, has to start somewhere. Yeah, it all goes back to Greek mythology. I don't know that play or. Yeah, um, I, I forget. It's it's um, it's basically. Um, who was Ag- Electra? Who was the original Electra? Agamemnon's daughter. Oh. Mm. And she in a, I think an earlier play, he's killed by her mother. Yeah. And then so she just like basically plots with her brother to kill her mother and that's where the Ooh. Electra complex stuff comes from. There's Got no it. yeah, from the Freudian. I just read uh, Agamemnon not too long ago. Did I you? forget why. I was like I go through I go through phases when I especially if like I hear things come up a few times, I'm like, "All right, it's time to See what this is about. I think Agamemnon came up a bunch mm-hmm. and whatever. What were you doing that Agamemnon? I read. I I'm a reader. I'm no, a thinker. I'm a public weird in- guy. I'm a public intellectual. And, no, you're um, not. What? <laughs> yeah. Who, who um, gave you that? And so um, self-diagnosed. Yeah, uh, so. No, so I, I, I was like, oh, it's time. So I brought a bunch of different Greek. I, I just I like to see where things. I'm into stories, and if you don't like all the storytelling. Like comes from that mm-hmm. stuff. For example, there's a, a Greek chorus in this movie, and a mm-hmm. lot of people watching this movie, we should say, we do, the, in, yeah. do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there's a lot of like in 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 certain ways, like Spike Lee is a classicist. He's certainly a, a historian of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what I think about this movie yet because I want to hear what you think about this movie. <laughs> so you pick "Do the Right Thing," which yeah. is an interesting. Yes. 1989. Uh, mm-hmm. m- many Lee, people obviously. consider it like one of the best movies of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why did I choose it? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Um, or what does it like mean to you? When was the first time you saw it? You know, anything. I like saw that. it when I was a little kid. Okay. Like I, I, you know, one of those like Saturday ABC things or like late Saturday night, like 2 a.m. They'll like show a movie. Oh, okay. Um, well, how old were you when you say little kid? I definitely was under the age of 10. Okay. When wow. I first yeah. Saw it. yeah. Definitely like a little kid. It's a heavy movie. It didn't feel that way at the time. I feel like I had, cause it was like a summertime movie That's true. and it was like bright and it, the streets were streets that I recognized sure, yeah. and there was a lot, a lot of music and like the characters were so exaggerated it was very vibrant too yeah. the colors are super like yeah, warm it, colors exactly yeah, yeah, and like it, the hip-hop and like all of that stuff mm-hmm. but for basically the reason i chose it's because like 
the city has changed so much mm. that looking at that movie, there's like a level of nostalgia. Sure. Even with all the exaggerated elements of what Brooklyn was like, it just feels when I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's what I remember. Mm. Yeah, because we were saying you. So you grew up in Flatbush, mm-hmm. which is close to Bed Stuy. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, remember, I mean, I'm from Jersey, been coming to the city my whole life, but I, you know, I remember, you know. I remember when, like, hearing about Crown Heights in the news, mm-hmm. and it was bad. And then years later, people would be like, "Oh, Crown Heights is great." I'm like, "Crown Heights? Yeah. You mean where there's like, people are killing each other in the news?" Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. Like, I've tr- you know I've tracked the whole like Brooklyn thing, but uh, Bed Stuy, like, this is kind of like I mean, Bed Stuy Never Die comes from this movie. There's so mm-hmm. much stuff that like in the pop culture that's Brooklyn-y that's from this movie. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. I think like people. I imagine that a lot of people who move here watch that movie as a kid and like there's something about it that is kind of like cleaned up in the movie, you know, that might feel make them feel like when they get here that they're going to get like that's the Brooklyn experience. But mm. their very presence makes it impossible. Well, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's well, definitely that's true. so funny. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. So with we that. should talk about the movie as a movie and we should talk the movie like politically because like, those are two separate things that are mm-hmm. both very interesting to me. I like. I don't love Spike. Um, yeah. I like some of Spike. I, I think Spike is kind of full of shit. Uh, he's a bullshit artist. But I mean, like, but like in in like the, it, the well, way. What do you mean by the that? way that artists the way that artists are? Okay, like you're you're an artist in invents and like he's like and you can't help this. Like Spike Lee is a successful movie director. He's an, mm-hmm. he's an insider. Like he was a student of Martin Scorsese at NYU. Mm-hmm. He's been able to make movies whenever he wanted to from the very beginning. He's the ultimate insider. Mm-hmm. But then he makes these, he, like he makes these movies as if he's not, which again, it, again, it's like one of those paradoxes. That's just mm-hmm. the nature of being an artist. Yeah. Um, which is, which is fine. I just, I don't know. It like, he, it's funny because I watching this movie, it made me think like, oh, he acted so much when he was young, and he yeah. doesn't act anymore in his movies. Mm-hmm. And it would be interesting. It would to That's see hubris. That's the hubris of youth to think that you should put yourself in all your movies. That's well, kind of, yeah, that, no, well, that also, seems fair. And also, like, um, um, Spike, the director is the observer. Mm-hmm. The, the there, it's he's orchestrating the story as a, as the movie director. Mm-hmm. So the character in this movie, Mookie. He's not really the protagonist of the movie. He's an observer of what's happening in the neighborhood. Yeah. Which, whether planned or unplanned, is actually a very interesting thing to do because he the the neighborhood is the pro- protagonist. Yeah, it, of and this it's a, movie. it's like a movie that like I don't know. I like I have a lot of conflicting. Like he he definitely like he he knows movies. He he's a I think he is a classicist. The 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 Radio Rahim thing when he does a thing with the love and hate mm-hmm. yeah. that's right out of Night of the Hunter, which is like one of my favorite movies from the fifties with Robert Mitchum. Mm-hmm. Like uh, clearly, you have to love. It's movies. an homage. Yeah, it's an homage to do yeah. something like that. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of like hodgepodge of ideas. Like there's the Greek chorus, there's the music, there's the he's like a bit the, of a mess. He's yeah, there's always, all, the, all of his shit. There's is all a bit the flourish. There's a lot of flourish. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, what is this? What is the movie here? Yeah. Do you know what is the what is the? If you had to like, like it starts with Rosie Perez dancing, mm-hmm. just because it's Rosie <laughs> yeah. Perez, and she's interesting, and she's a dancer. She, well, she's dancing to what's what song? Fight the power, right? Which okay. even that, it's like that definitely sets the scene. Yeah, but who's the who's the power? The movie is not about even about 
fighting the power. Like that song is, is it very, not. I mean, well, I mean, not. It's very literally. political. I mean, I lo- I love Public Enemy. Like, but that that song sure. is completely political. Clearly, yeah. But I mean, I think you can use it in multiple contexts too. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying, what I always get from Spike Lee is he's kind of like a person who's. Uh, obsessed with the larger picture but like yes. needs to like kind of zoom in and like blur things out you know what i mean it, it feels like very heavy everything yeah. he does well, feels like extremely I, heavy which is why a lot of it feels like it could be so much better you know i love i, mean, you know? I love that, so we're kind of work so we're agreeing like in a, in a way maybe coming from different angles but like like i love malcolm x mm-hmm. uh i love malcolm x like the, the figure film? i love the book and i I love the movie, but the movie of the young Malcolm X, like the street hustler Malcolm X, mm-hmm. is way better than the like reformed Malcolm X. Because mm-hmm. then Spike, I feel like, feels like he has to be like serious. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the movie shifts, yeah, in a way that's like less fun and mm-hmm. less like like it's and it's like an abrupt shift and like the tone yeah. is so different that it feel like it doesn't necessarily ha- it didn't have to feel like you're watching two different movies but it did yeah and it's also and like yeah. starting with the rodney king stuff and like the burning of the it's just like come on it's it's so heavy-handed because mm-hmm. even with this movie it's like with the like the martin luther king and the malcolm x stuff it's like just tell the story mm-hmm. of 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 the movie and i didn't i didn't see black klansman yeah but i heard that that has like footage from is it ferguson i think yeah, there's definitely a part where they start going into like present day, and I think that was the part I started rolling my eyes. You know, I just what it's um, like. It's like it's like because you know what we're telling this story, but what it's really about is this other. It, it's just, I hate yeah. sh- like like didactic, like in your face mm-hmm. shit like that because I, I think it's less artistic. It's like it's more. It's like it's like it's like cheap propaganda because you're already mm-hmm. what you're doing is you know you're gonna hit people mm-hmm. and you're gonna like. You're gonna get a reaction from them, mm-hmm. but you didn't do anything creatively to get that reaction. You're just you're just running. You're in running this movie. I, I think in this movie though, he, yeah. there are a lot of things that are no, that are hit. I, I don't think everything hits in the, in his movies, but definitely I not. would yeah. But I would say that it for me at least, like there are always things that you can kind of pull from. And my biggest he didn't ask for my feedback, but like my biggest <laughs> criticism is that he he takes he does too many things in his movies. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. It's like it's like his voice. fashion sense. It's yeah. like there's too much shit going yeah, on. Yeah, like take it's like the, Chanel says, take something off before you leave, you know? Like yes. you know, one accessory. Like yeah. that's right. what I feel like he should do and he never does. No. But it's in some movies I was actually thinking, Do the Right Thing is one of my favorite movies. But my favorite Spike Lee movie, and I'll have to go back and rewatch this, so I hope I'm not saying something that's like egregious. But Twenty Fifth Hour yeah, was a really was good Spike Lee movie because he, it was like so different from anything he'd ever it done. It was, yeah, you know, yeah. It's so, it, cause, and it's a real New York movie. Yeah, it's a so, real like. Am I, do I have this right? Twenty Fifth Hour is Ed Norton. Edward Ed Norton, Norton and going Patrice to jail. makes it is has a role in that. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, he's a small a partner. I so it's yeah. funny that that movie. Um, I live on 109th Street in East Harlem, and right before. Why I, do you just tell everyone that? I, don't I, care. I always social come, security number. Come hey, find I know. Me. Come I mean, find me. Who cares? Um, dude, I don't like when you get. Uh, Spike Lee fan will find you after this. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, you're wait, like, just wait. So no, it, oh, wait. Like, what? It's getting worse. Could I no, just defend the movie for a second because I like it? I know. No, I just want to say right. a quick. Can I just say a quick thing? All it's right. just funny because 25 hours great, and in the beginning of it, he's like he's sitting in. Brooklyn on the on the water looking mm-hmm. out because he knows he's going about to go away. Yeah. And, and a junkie comes up to him and was like, yo, man, let me get a fix. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm done. And he's like, come on, come on, for old time's sake. And he goes, just go, why don't you go ask the yo's up on 110th Street? And I'm like, oh, I'm moving to 109th. Like, what do I need <laughs> to know about 110th Street? I was like, oh, shit. But, um, but it's not that way anymore. No, it, of course, obviously yeah. not. But it's like, it's he, like, obvi- clearly Spike 
like gets New York, loves New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, that I love. As someone who also loves New York City and mm-hmm. loves like the dynamism and, and a lot of the things that don't work about New York City mm-hmm. are some of my favorite things about New York City. Yeah. That I appreciate. I'll, I'll rest my case for a while. Well, just re- real quick, because I don't usually have to. I know P- I let Peter steer the ship. He's the he's the movie nerd, and he knows everything about these movies. But I um I out of all the Spike move Spike Lee movies that I've seen, I like this one the best. I don't I I've I think I've seen Twenty Fifth Hour, but it's been a while. And then some of the newer ones I didn't really love, and it, and I feel like he's he's gotten over time more. Like the the problems that you you guys were kind of harping on, it's gotten mm-hmm. more spikely. Like yeah. it's just, but like in this one, I really, I like. Um, I know it's kind of like it. It starts and you're like, where's this going? It's like hard to follow. There's like a lot of things going on. Uh, it's funny. It's it's kind of crazy. But then um, it's heartwarming at points. But then um, you know there is a clear arc. You know at the end of the film and sort of like there's a clear point. And I get what you're saying. It's like maybe a little heavy handed and. You, I think you said propaganda a little bit. I think it's more like I think it's more like presenting a problem that is, you know, a thing. It's it's definitely a tangible thing that's going on or has gone on, and it's not giving you a clear like this is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's saying it's presenting the problem and saying this is the response that I'm showing, and you know maybe asking the question what is even the right thing? Mm-hmm. Is there a right thing for Mookie to do in that situation? Yeah. Like I kind of like that kind of abstract sort of, and it also is a big troll job on white people because, and I like it because, I think he knows or he knew that guys like you like are like film critics, like white guys that are just like, well, what does he mean with all that? Like you know, they're really gonna overanalyze it, and like black people are gonna totally empathize with the movie. And they get why he throws the garbage can through the through the uh, what do you call it? Through, through the front window because yeah. it's just frustration and uh, you know in a corrupt system. But white people are gonna be the people that pontificate and ask and go well why did he throw the why garbage was it can? an aluminum aluminum garbage can right uh, you know some other yeah i didn't even notice that <laughs> yeah. uh no well, what's he, the significance like, of orange in this film th- right. this movie starts <laughs> it starts as a hangout movie which is like well, awesome point being though i think uh he did say something this is the last thing i'll say on it uh at least this part spike lee said the only people uh, 25 years later 30 years later the only people who come up to him who have ever come up to him and asked him why Mookie throws the garbage can are Italian guys are white people <laughs> well it's Italian never guys from Jersey yeah, it's, of course. it's Peter well, yeah. Peter's asking him 150 <laughs> no I haven't, I haven't messed with I know wait, I, that never I'm sorry that never occurred to me that people didn't know why he threw the garbage can like truly I never, I'm like wait right. there, there's questions about why he threw the garbage can yeah, so people, I... people say that yeah people <laughs> people theorize that he threw the garbage can to to um because they were gonna attack Sal specifically and he wanted to divert uh attention away from Sal and, and okay, you know, we'll let the pizza place mm-hmm. burn, but not Sal because actually the I have way this he rel- looks when he's doing that garbage. I know. <laughs> and he's, he's he screams hate. Yeah. And he screams hate as he's doing it, which is like back to that scene. But yeah. absolutely it's frustration. He's angry. Mm-hmm. It's because he's an angry I he's I, an angry he's, he's angry. Yeah, but uh, why See? but but still, no, I mean, <laughs> this is why he made the movie. I, I get it. Like, I get it. And Spike, Spike, listen, Spike grew up around Italians. I understand. Like we talked, we talked about this yesterday. And, and like, I, you know, as, did, we, as you know, we're we're two Italians. Yeah, two like I balls. grew up in an urban area with like Italians, and then a lot of other ethnic. Same. I get, and, it, and it's interesting because this movie, it's also like you have like a little bit of Hispanic, uh, stuff, like. A couple weaker boombox, but yeah, yeah. You have the Chi- you have the Chinese or Korean grocer. They don't think they even establish one, one or the probably Korean, probably Korean. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they they tend to do that. And so, and then you and you mentioned you without saying you mentioned the word gentrification, but it's like right. what is 
What is, is the cause of the anger that Italians and Koreans can't be in a black neighborhood? Huh? What, what's the what's the cause of the anger? With, and do the right thing. What's they, the cause they, of the yes. anger? The police choke out. No, right, no, no. Right, that right no, that I eating. get. But that I get. So that just happened to his friend. But He's that yeah. started. No, no, no. That. But that's. But that's not what's. The, poli- the police didn't arrive and choke out Ray Rahim. A group of people decided to go into the pizzeria mm-hmm. and cause trouble, and that escalated. Right. And then he smashed the radio, and then the cops arrived, and then there's a riot. And then Radio Rahim gets killed. Yeah. So. Well, do you think that like cops killing? Are, cops are supposed to be, you know, no, protecting no, and it's, and it's funny. And it's funny because the cops are kind of presented as these like bungling. They're almost like like comical throughout the movie. Like the first time you see the cops is when it's funny. Another Italian guy, Frank Vincent. It's it's so funny. Yeah, like uh, again, the, like with the uh, water. Or you could say like I'm over. I'm over. You know, analyzing the nerdy no, movie no, stuff. No, no, no. Radio Rahim dies. He gets choked by the police. He gets choked. I'm sorry. I was going back to the synopsis. Rahim attacks Sal, leading to a violent fight. Then the police show up. Then he gets killed. Then Then the riots start. You're right. You had that out of order. The riots did not start until Radio Rahim was murdered. Then the riots. Hold on. So let's go back. Let's go back. You're right. You're right. The the first time you... Because the police are the ones that kill him. It's the same police officers. And the first time, you, it's the same as the, as the beginning of the movie. You okay. see those two cops because Frank, mm-hmm. again, this is like, Spike Lee is not doing this by accident. Frank Vincent was in Raging Bull. He's like a, no, he's a Martin Scorsese guy. So he's an Italian guy driving the Cadillac, gets sprayed by the fire hose. Right. And then the cops show up and the cops kind of like goof on Frank Vincent. And they're right. like, just get, just get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you see those cops again at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like bumbling idiots. Like they're not, the, the cops in this movie are presented like, like they're so stupid that they accidentally kill this guy, but it all this other stuff precipitates. I mean, but to mm. go back to the original question, yeah, the which was I believe like it was about Italians and Koreans. I think your yeah. original statement. Well, no, no. So, so yeah, this, I mean, your... this the tension that starts in this movie mm-hmm. is Sal. Sal's been in the neighborhood forever uh-huh. with the pizzeria, mm-hmm. and his sons want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. He wants to stay. He goes. Uh-huh. I, I, everybody likes my my food, and yes. every it's funny because every it's all set up in the beginning of the movie. Everybody loves Sal's pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when people are like complaining about Sal, they're like, "But it's the best pizza. Like, why yeah. would we not?" not go there but like there's clearly tension from the very beginning between sal and his sons Mm -hmm. and the people who live in the neighborhood and then the korean grocer and his wife Mm -hmm. and the people who live in the neighborhood so uh, that's what i'm asking what are we just supposed to assume that there should be tension because it's a black neighborhood and they're italian and korean or what is the cause of the tension and the fighting i mean i think if we go back to what was going on in the 80s right where there's like a like after like things that happened with Robert Moses and uh, White Flight, these these neighborhoods and these communities were like pretty short on opportunities, mm-hmm. and so I think when maybe not with the the uh, pizzeria perhaps, but I imagine like when like the the there becomes frustration when you see other ethnic groups in your community make profiting off of things that perhaps you would not have access to because of like the bank not being willing to give you a loan or you not being able to come with startup money, but also thinking about the tension that was built with the weather in that movie. It was very hot. Like, you know, yeah. the part where uh, Tina is like rubbing ice on him or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I think the, the tension was building throughout the movie. So I don't think there's one 
yes. reason, but I also think Raheem being choked to death in front of his neighbors was also like the big, oh, the big that was the off. exciting. <laughs> honestly, 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 I mean, I yeah. think that's like again hit over the head with that yeah. as you're watching. Yeah, no, no, and, and it, it was actually what was really brutal is how you don't think that there's conflict when races like no, no, no. live together. No, 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 I think well. So then, what what do you mean? What is the cause of the conflict? What I'm because I like. I think we're just supposed to take it as a given that it's like, oh, this is a black neighborhood and these yeah. guys are outsiders. But Sal's yeah. been there for a long time. Sure. And, yeah. and you can't complain mm-hmm. about white flight and then also complain about the but white the people that time, didn't leave. But then you have to also remember the characters in that pizzeria. So Sal was pretty chill that I can remember. Like, you yeah. know, problematic. Right. But his sons, his two sons yeah. were fucking racist. They were like, saying, you know yeah, I mean? we're, like, they yeah, they were yeah, they were, So thinking about, fly, like, yeah. you, you support this business because you fuck with the pizza and also part of you is just accustomed to being... Uh, at the, being at the, at the other end of bigotry, right? That you yeah. just kind of like, I'm going to still eat this fucking pizza though. Um, but yeah, that builds. Like, I yeah. think, like, I, I don't think it was simple. I think it's like, two way street, too. Yeah, I mean, right? obviously, his sons are what? Why are they upset with the black people in the neighborhood? Why are they oh, no, calling they, yeah, them? Yeah, those the kind, they're, they're actually like, I was actually thinking about, um, but like, what, what it, because well, I'm, I'm because th- I like, I have like, my landlords are two, two like sons that inherited a bunch of buildings from their dad in East Harlem. And they're like, they're like these, these guys in, in the pizzeria. Like, the dad clearly did all the work and did everything and like gave it to like two sons that are like really not cut out, would never have been able to do it on their own. You know what I mean? So they, they inherited mm-hmm. a lot of wealth from their, their father and like literally I have to like I can't find my landlord to give him the rent. This guy's just like sitting around collecting, making money, doing nothing. But his dad was the one that did everything. So yeah, these these sons are like So what's your yeah, point? No, it's just like I, I get like the this the Sal character to me is much more interesting. Sure. Then I agree with and that. And I was because yeah. I wonder about like the, that father son dynamic too. It's like that's a that's an interesting thing. And I think right. I, like interestingly enough, Danny Aiello was the only person nominated for an Oscar for this movie, for that performance, well, him and, and I think Spike got nominated for for the screenplay. I, I think maybe the screenplay. Yeah, really and then and, and he did it not get nominated for best picture. No, no. Wow. Uh, it did. Um, and and Spike said he goes, I wanted to make a movie about the hot, like the hottest day, because and right. he he talks about like because yeah, it's true, and it's you know, famously like Summer of Sam, like when when New York City gets hot. Everything goes a little haywire in this town. People mm-hmm. like are on. Everyone's on edge in this town anyway. People mm-hmm. are a little bit crazy, and so like you, you keep like you literally turn up the dial on people, and they're and they're gonna they're gonna snap. Yeah. But um, I just think like listen, I because I like I'm interested in neighborhoods. I'm interested in how neighborhoods change over time. Mm-hmm. But and I'm interested in people getting along with one another. But I'm just saying like it shouldn't just be taken as a given. I think it's a little confused. It's like. If if Sal's been there and is running a business there, mm-hmm. they the people decide the the people in the especially was it bugging out. Mm-hmm. He decide he decides that he's gonna go after mm-hmm. the pizzeria for not having mm-hmm. any black faces and like mm-hmm. the pictures on the wall. Um, yes. Why are there no brothers on the wall? But he oh, also kind of- doesn't put black people on the wall i mean that's it's like a legit, yeah it's like, like a legitimate well, it's a question. you know it is a black community and yeah, I, I get that it's like a provocative kind mm-hmm. of question. it's like why are you asking that but it's also like why aren't there have yeah. you been to a pizzeria though they have like like murals of venice and pictures of frank sinatra Actually, in strangely there. enough i've uh, there's a pizzeria in my neighborhood that has like you can see the uh i don't know if the influence would do the right thing but there oh, are I was gonna say, cause, well now yeah 30 30 on, on 30 years wall. 30 years later it might um, be it might be and it's in bugging out is actually uh john carlo esposito is half black and half italian mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's another interesting thing that Spike does having, yeah. and he and I heard him speak about he like because he always like he wasn't Italian enough for the Italians, right? And yeah. he's too you know not black enough for the black kids. So as as a as a kid, he was always an outsider. So that's again like that's something that like Spike knows it was, it's what he's intentional. He knows yeah, what he's yeah. doing to have that guy play that character mm-hmm. is very is very interesting. I think a lot of this is going both ways with like, you know, why are these people like this? Because that's the way some people are. That's it, the way communities function. Like upset me in a way that it was that's probably Spike's inten- like intention. This, yeah, exactly. It's, it starts it's, out as like a feel it's not, it's not a feel good movie, but like it no, starts out sure. as, a, as a hangout there's some, movie. There's some fun it's a, it's a neighborhood. You got you got a young Martin Lawrence. It, that's another yeah. too. It's it's cool using comedians like you got young Martin Lawrence. You have mm-hmm. Robin Harris is one of the three guys yeah. um, as the like the three corner men. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts out you know and it's and Mookie is like kind of a he's a goo. You know what I mean? He's like can't he's a pizza delivery man with a kid that he doesn't take care of. Mm-hmm. He's always but, taking like long lunch breaks. Yeah, yeah he's it, definitely not like an active and his like, re- and his relationship with Sal and the brothers is mm-hmm. fun. It's played for comedy, right? For two thirds of the movie, mm-hmm. and then they bugging out decides to uh, organize the the protest. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's upsetting. It's upsetting to see. This is an interesting perspective because I've honestly never, for me at least, I've, I don't know. Like the way that the movie goes for me is like quite clear, mm-hmm. and so I don't. I don't know. Like I think that's the genius of this movie mm-hmm. is that uh, if if I, you know I think black people and white people see this movie. In different ways, and I think black people see the movie the way Spike Lee intended to, and I do think white people overanalyze this movie. Well, it's not just, but it's, I think he, it's he, it's he, a but much it simpler was, movie, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and I think he intentionally, I think based on his reactions, to yeah. his own movie, which he's the arbiter, he could, he could say what the movie's about. He definitely believes it's the simple. No, I don't. I think, I think I think. Mean, I don't I think that's true. But also, also right. like, it's not even a, it's not a white black thing. I like as as. Uh, it is. This, this movie is a white black. No, but like, but no, because again, like, like Spike grew up around Italians. He has a specific relationship with Italians. These are not there. There is the white guy in the beginning in the in the Celtics uh, jersey, the one who like who he yeah. hits. Is that see that's that's like an, an archetype too. Like the guy mm-hmm. he just he just bought the brownstone. Mm-hmm. He you know he's just moving into the neighborhood and he's like you know he yeah, doesn't like, he like doesn't a, realize why he caused offense. Mm-hmm. That's that's one dynamic, or just but, like the third threat, right? So it's like this idea that these black and Italian people are, are and have been kind of at it for a while. It's like the last mainstay of people, Italians who haven't left, have been mm-hmm. you know this antagonistic relationship, mm-hmm. and then there's this third person, right? Like this third like, representative person of like yuppies, right? That are going to yeah. potentially come in and uh, be a threat to both groups of people. Yeah, definitely. So definitely, I think you're right about that. The Italians being different. Than you know, just white. So I guess I guess that's not. But I do think the movie itself is is definitely a race. You oh, know, yeah, movie. No, I, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the distinction he's making is not. It's not that, that important in the reading yeah. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I think you're you're identifying way too hard with the Italian thing. And well, I, I, this is coming I, from someone whose mom is you know also, an Italian immigrant. The New York Times did a great article about how Italians became white in this country. So. Yeah, no, I know. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. familiar I, with all that. Like, but that's I'm not again, familiar with as that. somebody who's this like the son of Sicilian immigrants. My my father and my grandparents owned a store mm-hmm. in an urban neighborhood when mm-hmm. I was a kid. I live now in a neighborhood that used to be Italian. Mm-hmm. That there's rem- there's Patsy's Pizza is basically the Sal's Pizza mm-hmm. of East Harlem. It's literally like a hole in the wall. And there's rem there's remnants. There's an old Sicilian lady in my building that's been living in the same apartment for sixty years. She probably pays a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. 
in rent. So like I, this is something that's always been like interesting, interested to me. And I, I love, I love living in East Harlem. And I was like, I say a joke on stage. I'm like, I'm not trying to change anything. I'm not trying to open up a fucking muffin shop or anything. I'm just happy to be in the neighborhood. I like the neighborhood where it is. So when I see a movie like this and I see like, I want Sal's pizza to not burn down. Is that a, is that a, is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, that's not a bad thing. It's not a, I mean, that's not that's, a bad that's, thing. That's, that's it upset. Yeah. It upsets me. If you're saying me, you don't want conflict, sure, of course. It upsets me that the the the. It upsets me if that's your takeaway, right? Like, I what? think it's like interesting that you left the movie with like, like the most upsetting thing for you thus far, based off what you mm-hmm. said, has not been like the death of. Radio, Radio Raheem. Raheem, it's been like the burning uh, of the store. Oh no, no, no. We, I mean, we we haven't even got to, like that. I said like that. Well, you also didn't even remember the order. Like it did. Like no, I remember. Like, no, I remember. I know. Like I, a lack I, of importance. No, no, to I remember you. exactly what happened. They like bugging out tries to get people together to go protest. They show up at the pizzeria. The pizzeria is closed. Right. He Sal lets them in. With Mookie, and then they and then he turns the radio on, and then they it, like tensions just keep building, building, building. The radio is blasting, and Sal loses it and smashes the radio. Right, and then they start fighting. It spills out into the street, and then the cops show up. They choke out. But that, there's that no scene, riot before he dies. No, I didn't say there was. I didn't say riot. I think he did. I think, I, yeah, if, yeah. I, if I said yeah. riot, I misspoke. But no, yeah, that's fair. But, there, but, but that's misspoke. like they're literally screaming at each other yeah. inside the pizzeria. Yeah, it's up there's definitely. A yeah, and it, dude, like the, I, I said, the the Raider Rahim thing is it's bru- it's awful, and it, and it's so funny that it happened in 1989 because it literally Eric Garner. It, I mean, it, like it's seemed, it was he even looks like I know like Eric Garner in that in that moment. It's just like you just see this because he's so. Because Bill Nunn, the guy who plays Radio Rahim, is such a huge guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so seeing a huge guy like that getting choked out by the police, it's br- it's brutal. It's awful. Yeah. Like I, I'm not saying like you want to like oh let, never mind the the, the death. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying like that it's an ups- like the whole the last third of the movie is a very upsetting. Which is again I'm pretty sure that was Spike's. Int- I don't think Spike Lee wants people to leave this movie going that was fun. No, no. I really no, I feel no, no. good about everything now. I don't think that was his intention. But no, I, but yeah, I'm saying no. like it's up to me. It's upsetting too because I think it's it's bad for the neighborhood that Sal's pizza burns down. Like what's Mookie gonna do now? No, yeah, it's definitely bad for Mookie. I think they show that at, at the end, of- like when he's talking to Sal at the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even and it's funny because I was I was watching all the extras. For uh for this DVD for uh for the making of the movie mm. and they like they set up shop in on that block mm. for like forty days and it's really cool like they you know they had like all, they set up offices all this stuff and the the pizzeria and the grocer were two empty lots oh. those were the only things that they fabricated for the movie mm-hmm. everything else was was there and it's like I don't know it's, it's just interesting. I don't know. I, I, as some, as a as a New Yorker, as a as an Italian guy, as a, somebody who like loves New York, someone who like loves people and like likes to get along and wants and doesn't want to see mm-hmm. shit like this happen. It's it's an upsetting experience yeah. to watch this movie. And again, like I don't I don't think that that's I, that's clearly the intention of the movie. I don't think that that's such an odd response. No, but to be specific, uh, the thing I thought that was odd was how much how much time and your level of frustration for the pizzeria burning down, mm. and like because we spent a like this has been like the central issue, at mm-hmm. least the way that you're the way you're speaking about it. It kind of feels like the central issue has been about Sal's pizza burning down. Yeah, and we haven't really moved from like any of the other 
What I mean, we Complex. can. We don't have to. Well, <laughs> we were just. We were just like having. We were going well, back no, and forth on this. I think it's fair. I mean, I think that's what you do. You you empathize with people who like look like you, and you. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Well, it's not, that's not what that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you're Italian. You're identifying with the Italian that stayed in New York. I mean, clearly. It, I don't identify with the sons. I think the sons are. No, bozos. I know you don't. I know you don't, Peter. You're, you're a good, you're I think a good guy. Are, I'm not. I don't bozos. doubt it at all. I I, yeah. I I love you. I think you're a great guy, but I do think. This movie, and this is why it's such a great movie, it does like elicit different responses from different mm-hmm. groups of people. Yeah. It's it's just clear in this room to mm-hmm. me right now that it, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of yeah. things like I mean, even from like the other perspective, like there are issues that I have with the movie. Like I don't like oh, yeah. necessarily how um I never I've never liked how uh, he writes his female characters. Right. There from, you go. Um, yeah. She's got to have it. The show <laughs> and like how he does uh, Rosie Perez's character. Like, the, you know, so I think there's a lot of issues sure. in this film, like, you know, still, even with like what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. And also, too, like, I feel like the it's, for me, it's from my perspective of, of someone who's a Brooklynite, someone who's watched the changes. It's like there's a lot of things that make me sad and kind of speak to the tension and the frustration that these characters were feeling because I feel a bit of that right. myself. You know what I mean? So yeah. Right. I, I think that's uh, when Spike says that, you know, only white people ask him why he threw the garbage can. I th- and, and your response to that being like, I, w- I can't even imagine wondering why. Yeah. I mean, that is because it, it's, it's like a black frustration thing that is like a very real feeling that I think you would only have if you like probably live in a community mm-hmm. like that in New York and you're, you know, yeah, you're black. Like, like that is what it, that's what it is. Yeah, like I'll throw a garbage can to like a yoga studio. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like I'll join be... you on that though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, white women are the worst. Uh, no, anyway, so. um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, don't know. I, think, I think there might be seconds to another group. But uh, oh, all right. Oh shit. Well, you know what? I I'm sorry. Did you um? I like I when I was a kid. Like my dream was to have a stoop. Is that is that weird? Like that's I fair. love. Like I love. How, yeah, I grew up. And I love. And I love um. And this is what this is what kind of like this is what Manhattan loses like the grids like I love the street that ends in a T. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot okay. of like you know what I mean like a lot of fun stuff happens in mm-hmm. a street where you have like you have three sidewalks mm-hmm. meeting and you have and I think I feel I'm pretty sure it, do you see that in this movie where I've seen pictures of of this block it's mm-hmm. like you, you can't have you, you couldn't have a block party on East you know, 55th street, you know what I mean? Like you just, mm-hmm. uh, just a long corridor. Mm-hmm. This like the, the, the stoops, the people sitting on the stoops, the people sitting out of the windows. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, like it's growing up in Brooklyn, Jersey, Bronx, like that's Queens. what I, like that was yeah. like my, yeah. I like wanted that. Like I, like I dreamed about mm-hmm. like, like literally like everybody in the neighborhood knows everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's what, what I liked about this movie is like, cause I realized like looking at it that, even though I don't, I don't know everybody in my community, but it feels like I do because I can think of ev- like the bugged out, like I know a bugged out mm-hmm. um, mother, Ruby D's character, like I know someone like that, yeah. Ozzie Davis character, I know somebody like you can think of someone in your community that, like that makes your life rich while you're there, and then mm-hmm. also the fact that like over the years, because I've never really left Flatbush, like those people are gone. <laughs> I was gonna say, has that gotten less <laughs> like, and yeah. less over time? Uh, yeah, like those people, I don't know them anymore. They're gone. Mm. So, yeah. well, that's, um, I mean, another thing with definitely a modern New York thing. Yeah, uh, 
and like, that sucks. What people don't really talk about with like gentrification in New York is also mm. like an it's an age gentrification. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's the certain point. neighborhoods where like everybody's 24 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucks. Like yeah, that I like, definitely sucks regardless of yeah, it. Yeah. Like, or, like or the, the, you know, there's other neighborhoods where you see no, no kids mm-hmm. and right. then there's other neighborhoods where there's just strollers. It's Families. so weird how people yeah. segregate by age. That's true. In this that town. is true. In New York, it's, it's a real New York thing. If you're like a single, uh, not single, if you're like a recently married, mm-hmm. very newborn child, Mm-hmm. You kind of like live near other people yeah, like, like that. Yeah, you're like in Carroll Gardens or something. Yeah, yeah. And if you're like in between marriages, you're in Park Slope. And if right. Or if you're like just, rich, you just graduated college. Yeah, you're, you're in Williamsburg. Williamsburg maybe yeah. Greenpoint. Yeah, sure. that's true. Um, it's it, like I've always suck. like lived around yeah. old people, and I've always it's like, like an economic like uh, old people. Like yeah. the, the old Sicilian lady in my building, she sings to me sometimes, Aww. and like she like she'll sing me like a Happy New Year song when I wish her Happy New Year. She's like Bon Like she just starts singing like old like. If that's like missing because what happened because New York City used to be a city of New Yorkers and it became mm-hmm. a city of transplants. Yeah, and it's meant to be like a transient place where like you're not supposed to spend that much time here. I, which I hate. Not, yeah. Which I hate. I actually, I mean, I it's either want to like... Bloomberg is definitely... I mean, Mayor Bloomberg and de Blasio have definitely set the city up to be like that, you know? Like yeah. It's just, How, so, okay, that's interesting. How do you think both of them contributed to that? Because they... Like, okay, say like the city bikes. Yeah, right? good point. The city bike stuff. It's like it's trying to lure a particular price, type of person in in terms of the lack of housing protections that people have. Mm. Um, the land that they've given to developments and then knowing that it's not going to go towards affordable housing, all of that stuff mm. is, is cultivating a place that people cannot stay and cultivating a place that even the young people that you talk about, 23, mm. 24 year olds, yes, their parents are sending the money, but oftentimes it's just for a portion of the rent and they still have to have a lot yeah. of roommates. So like, sure. I think all of that is creating a society or a culture that is not meant to be permanent. Yeah, well, yeah. I would agree. I, I I wonder if it's like all intentional. It, it, yeah, when you put it that way, it seems like yeah. it is. What people pay to live, what it costs to live here versus what people <clears throat> make are oh, completely out of whack. It's ridiculous. So yeah. that it, it like, so the, econ- like, the economy doesn't work because... Mm-hmm. You have like literally have kids who are like, you know, they want to take improv classes mm-hmm. after college right. and they're getting their rent paid for so that they're not really shopping hard for rent. Mm-hmm. So they're just taking whatever the price is. So that drives up the price. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sure. if, if you had to say, well, actually, well, no, I'm a carpenter and I make X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's and how I, could, I got this place cheaper only, because it wasn't cool to live around and here I only for afford, a pocket of you know, time. Mm-hmm. It was cooler to live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So the price for a studio in Brooklyn is double this price this rate yeah. because it's cooler and yeah. people just accept the rent there. I remember Whereas here the prices have gone down. Really? Which is, yes. I because the- Upper East Side, and we're not like officially Upper East Side mm-hmm. here. This is like York, whatever. But it's essentially Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. It used to be like very yeah. ritzy. It's, yeah. it's The rates are half of what they are in Williamsburg, of what they are in the East Village, mm-hmm. anywhere in Manhattan. I mean, it's, and I think, and, and, and it stems from like you, you move, if you're going up East in Manhattan now, there's East Harlem. There's where where you, you yeah, where so. Peter is. There's here. It's way more affordable than where young people live. There's yeah. a lot of old people here. This mm. is like so. It, it's true. There's I worked on the Upper East Side for years, and I know, like, I saw like that. It, Williamsburg got so expensive that people started people moved to Williamsburg because yes. mm-hmm. it was cheaper, and then Williamsburg got so expensive yeah. that people started moving back to the Upper East Side. And it was yeah. like, like Lexington is the is the dividing line. Mm-hmm. Basically, west yes. of Lexington is like the real like that's park, like park insane. Avenue, that's like where Jeffrey Epstein's house. But is. Second Literally. Avenue, Third Avenue, First Avenue were always like the younger mm-hmm. couples. 
Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I the reason I live in East Harlem is I was <laughs> I was watching The Godfather, and I noticed that like this the scene where like Sonny beats up his brother in law that's Pleasant Avenue in East Harlem. And I was, I was like, oh, I, I was like, East Harlem, that's a, like a cool area. There, there's a lot of old, like, cool stuff up there. And it's like one of, like, the last place in Manhattan. In Manhattan, that You can still, sure. like, find deals. and you like can. It's, mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like, that's a neighborhood. It's yep. not high-rise after high-rise after nope. high-rise. Yeah. And I went to... It's still I, New York. I started a new job, and, and I was talking to some guys, and I was like, you know what's a cool neighborhood in, uh, in the city? Uh, East Harlem. They go, yeah, we all live there. Yeah. And it was like seven guys that I work with. I still yeah. like they're still my neighbors. Mm-hmm. We still and that's that's what that's what's actually still cool is that And your I, place is very affordable. I run into there. like my buddies yeah. on the block. Yeah. Which I don't like elsewhere in New York City, like I don't I don't How I don't, are you defining affordable? Affordable <sighs> not for most uh still crazy. No, still affordable insa- still insane. Still insane, but affordable as in I mean, Jesus, compared to Williamsburg mm-hmm. or compared to Greenpoint or yeah. compared to the East Village or any other part of Manhattan, yeah. this well, is affordable. That's what, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, should I give literal numbers out? I mean, I don't know. If you that's... can give us a, a yeah. Because I'm curious. I'm like, below, like the, below the Manhattan median. I pay well. well who, who, I play well. Gonna, like, this, your listeners are going to Google the Manhattan median. The median rent from uh, Manhattan right now is $3,000 a month for that's a That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not even insane. close to that. Uh, yeah, well, well below, well below, below $2,000 per bedroom. Mm. Yeah, which you, is, li- which you is, lived in the same uh, neighborhood in, your whole life. Well, you made a face like that is kind of affordable for Manhattan. Yeah, for Manhattan, obviously for sure. not yeah, anywhere yeah. else. Um, yeah, so I've lived in the flat like because Flatbush if, before they like started to kind of divide it up with, with different names or whatever it was like the biggest part of Brooklyn. It was like six neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flatbush was one of them. So um, yeah, I pretty much grew up in Flatbush my whole life, and then I lived in Philly for a little bit, and then I moved back. See that to, to me, that's interesting because I. Like again, like I think if if um my mother was born in Manhattan, mm-hmm. but again it was at a different time. Like in the fifties, her father was like laying asphalt. Like back then, you could afford an yeah. apartment in Manhattan, and so they did what everybody else did at the time: is they they found it easier to go get a house mm-hmm. in the suburbs of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, but like I always like if I had been born in New York City, I would have. I wouldn't have been so keen to like get out of my parents' house. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I lived in my parents' house for a very long time, and I actually just recently moved back to my parents' house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. no, but I think, Why but not? I think, I think that's it? interesting because it's like, yeah, they too. dude, stay there. I mean, like, like, leave, legit. Well, like leaving home, like is something you you can't you, you're supposed to do, but it's also like it's it's sad in a way too because like mm-hmm. we're talking about like neighbor like that's how neighborhoods die. Yeah. That's true. If everybody yeah. at 18 or 22 mm-hmm. picks up and leaves the neighborhood, yeah. then there's no neighborhood anymore. But also that idea that you like let me say this when I turned 18 there was no thought of me I went away to school but had I not gone away to school there would be no thought of me moving out like that wouldn't have been why is that because where I come from or like just generally the Caribbean community it Mm. is multi-generational houses there you go all of my friends it's a cultural family yeah and even like all of my friends like I have friends who are Montenegrin uh, from the Balkan area yeah and all of my friends live at home like every last one, I like I was the only person that moved out, and all of them live still with their parents. And I think it's really just like an American notion, or distinctly American notion, that you should be leaving your it's Western home. European too. Yeah, and it doesn't say too because I feel like if you go to like Italy, there are probably a lot of people living at home with. Yeah, oh, in Italy, I've, yes, I've yeah. spent a lot of time, there, and actually, it was a big deal one for me to go to college in Virginia. Mm-hmm. That was like my dad. Said, he goes, what, "What's wrong with New Jersey? You got to go." I'm like, "Dad, when you were my age, you left." the country mm-hmm. and moved to another he came to america at 19 yeah i was like you can't understand why at 18 i might want to go s- six hours away by car mm-hmm. to college yeah 
And it took, like my dad lived at home until he married my mom. My mm-hmm. mom lived at home until she married my dad. They lived in an area where it was all cousins and friends and everybody knew yeah. each other. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my dad's cousin married my mother's best friend mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Yeah. And like for me, like I just couldn't wait to get out. Yeah, I wonder why that is because, and you could explain in a second, because my parents, same thing. My mom was, uh, you know, technically an immigrant. She was born outside the country, but, you know, super Italian. Met my dad in the, they, they both grew up in the Bronx, my mom and my dad, Italian, Bronx, New York people, and they lived with their parents basically until they met, mm-hmm. and then they met, you know, then they got married right away and started having kids, and they moved up to the suburbs, whatever, uh, eventually. I was technically born in the Bronx, too, but I mean, I grew up in Rockland County, New York, which is a suburb. Anyway, why did I want to get out? I, I think it's because I grew up in a boring suburb. But maybe maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I think it's fair. I think that's why a lot of people come here. You know, like I have this. Joke. I, I ended up here. Yeah. Yeah. I have this joke that I tell. Like I ask who in the room is from New York, and pretty much every show nobody says anything. And I'm like, okay, who's currently like residing? Like, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in yeah. New York, and I get a lot more responses. But I think that's why a lot of people come here, and I think that's why living. Moving out doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense because, like, I'm moving out to pay somebody because we, we don't have that 30% of your income goes to rent. It's like 50% or 60% yes. of your yes. income goes to rent. Yes. So, like, why am I doing that? There's no reason. There's I mean, no, people are moving to no come reason. here. Yeah. And you just happen to and grow I live up two here. blocks from the train station. Like I said, like, I was up I? in the epicenter of everything yeah. that people are trying which to is, do. Which is hard, too. Sure. Which is really hard. Like, I think, like, when you try to do things. Yeah, do you like, ever think about, like, a country life? Like, what would that look like for or you? Or I think about, like, another city. Like, I think about L.A. sometimes. Sure, um, Because yeah. I feel like when you move to a place for a purpose, it's easier to, like, fulfill that purpose versus, like, being in the epicenter of everything. And people are like, have you done this? Have you done that? And I'm like, I like I know what that is. But that I shit's home, though. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like I have my I, routines. Like, going to 42nd Street to me is oh. a nightmare. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, going someplace for the first time like oh look at all these lights and i'm like everyone here fucking sucks. but like that tacky place in la would be like novel yeah, look at this, yeah look you'd at this, be like a, the, the grove or whatever yeah I whatever know. <laughs> i know yeah. we don't know any i don't know anything about la it's, it's like if we're, like, the three of us are like real like we we did spend all too, way too much time here yeah <laughs> it's like, it's like somebody <laughs> asking you like what you know what should i do around rockefeller center i'm like I, you're well, like get the fuck away from me why would you go there or my mom my mom being like we're gonna go to broadway and the world trade center i'm like why would you do on the same trip like but they, that's how they it's it's funny because like jersey's like view of new york city is very unique it's almost harder it's almost it almost makes more sense if you like grew up in omaha mm-hmm. like you know what i'm gonna pick up and i'm gonna move to new york city mm-hmm. if you live in jersey everyone's like why would you move to new-? it's right there you could just go there whenever yeah. you want to go there i'm like no you don't get and they, they hate like a lot of them hate the city they come in for they they use it for its resources, mm-hmm. and I, I mean I I think I think a lot of like I don't think New York City couldn't be New York City without Jersey. All right, hot take. I'm a big Jersey. I'm a big <laughs> Jersey guy. Take. You can't. New you Jersey can't have, would New York be nothing without New Jersey. I, you can't I mean, have. That is, that is kind you, of a wild. That's like Beyonce would be nothing without Michelle. Bitch, please. Who's <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> exactly. Wait, who is Michelle? I, I think exactly. I, no, but I, no. I think <laughs> Michelle's the third should member I, of Destiny's Child. Yeah. Should I get the, yeah. I get, I get the Look reference? This white boy. Yeah. Should I get that reference? I don't know. Yeah, third member of Destiny's Child. I mean, did, did Michelle? Was there a big contribution, and she got overshadowed? 
Oh, Michelle got overshadowed for sure. <laughs> well, that's I right. mean, so nope. kinda, so let alone kinda, Kelly Rowland. Michelle was the shadow. Yeah, you're <laughs> kind of making you're kind of making my point for me. That no, 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 no. Mi- yeah. Michelle is New Jersey in this example. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, so what are you saying? What are you saying? Beyonce saying, is, is is Beyonce without Michelle. Yes. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. So that's what no, we're. She's literally Beyonce. She is literally right Beyonce. Why did, Michelle. It, why did she need that? Why did she start with Justin Michelle then? She, well, actually, Michelle was uh, not an original member. Yeah, she was. She was a member after Beyonce pretty much got threatened. Not threatened. She felt threatened by the other parts of her group, and she put somebody in that like was, was never like a, going to yeah. was like a threaten her. Like a, oh, like, wow. a, like a doormat. Oh, she much. did that yeah. like strategically. Yeah, to, and, yeah. yeah. It and seems that way. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's diabolical. Yeah, and well, then um, Kelly is like secretly her sister. Is I'm it? putting you guys on black girl news. Is yeah, she really? Black girl news. Black girl news. Yeah. Oh. The, the, um, I didn't. I didn't know that. Well, that's like the gossip is that her and Kelly are actually sisters, which is why she would never kick her out of the group. Whoa. But she kicked everybody else out of the group. True. And remember that at the time, Matthew Knowles, her father, was yes. the manager. Yes, he was. What and he is? Was like and a she account. grew up. Kelly grew up in their house. Because her mom worked too long, like nights or whatever. I could see that being somewhat the case, and then you are technically like you're basically sisters. And I'm just gonna say this is mm-hmm. anecdotal, but I like this. Kelly <laughs> Rowland. The, the other stuff you have proof for this is this <laughs> yeah. is just your opinion. It was empirical. We have <laughs> DNA evidence, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. but I was listening to a Fabletics commercial, just listening to it, and I thought it was Beyonce, and then I looked, and it was it was Kelly. Wow. wow. Like, I literally thought they sound exactly the same. Interesting. Just saying. Well, they did grow up in the same house. Again, okay. that could be... Do you sound like everybody you grew up with? I don't know. Not everybody, but in the same house. Maybe but I like, have no, like, like, the tone and, like, the yeah, quality that is, of that their voice. Weird. I thought yeah. it was Beyonce. That's weird. They got it from Matthew. Yeah. Knowles. Hmm. From Houston? Is that where they're from? Yeah, they're from Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a hot take, because I feel like if you have been famous since you were, like, 14, are you really from a place, you know? Yes. Oh, that's interesting, Good too. point. <laughs> Like, it's got to feel weird. I mean, yeah. they're, are they New Yorkers? I mean, they're like, he's a New Yorker, obviously. They're but Amer- like, Beyonce's but like, like American Beyonce royalty. Is, she's yeah, from America. She's, yeah, right. she's, she's yeah. American Tribe- royalty. Tribeca. Yeah. Like, Jay-Z's from Brooklyn. He claims it. But mm-hmm. even he is like American royalty do pro- now. Do we have proof of this? I mean, yeah. Is this Jesus. anecdotal? It's like a picture from the Marcy Project. It's like yeah. um, <laughs> a shrine. Yeah. Um, Permanent shrine. Yeah. Can we talk movie nerdy stuff, though? Because that's my favorite thing. Yeah, man, sure. Rosie Perez, I love. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Like I, this is her first movie. I think he found her like dancing at a club, and then she be like Spike. Was like, she a fly girl? She wasn't a fly girl. She uh she, she choreo- choreographed the fly girls. Yeah, okay. Um, and she became like a really successful choreographer. Mm-hmm. Um, she there's something about her that like there's no there's no Rosie Perez's anymore. I'm good on that. You think so? What, you don't like Rosie Perez? <laughs> I'm cool on that. I what? mean, what else? she was in... Uh, White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump. She was um, nominated for an Oscar for a movie called Fearless, which is actually a really interesting movie that I have like a real personal... I would have to go into her catalog more. I just don't feel like I know that much about I her. I don't know. And I always feel like I'm only... watching Rosie Perez. Like, yeah. Rosie Perez, be Rosie Perez in a movie. I think Which I only... always hate. Oh, Okay. For like when I'm watching, when you're like, watching and you're like, "This is the actor." Yeah, there's somebody else like that. And I'm like, every time I just feel like I'm watching that person. Like I mm. never feel like I'm watching. Who was it? Uh, I'll think about it. Okay. But there's a particular actor that I'm like every time I'm just watching. 
Who's like that? There's a lot of guys like that. Yeah, I feel like Mark Wahlberg's a little bit like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, Mark, this is Mark Wahlberg well, once, or whatever. Once you get, Mark Wahlberg's what, an astronaut. Like, right, once right, you get right, to know right. the actor, though, like mm-hmm. it's hard for them to... Ha- to I, disagree. I disagree with you 100%. Oh, really? I do, yeah. Because I think like Daniel Day-Lewis, for well, example, that's or Johnny Depp, or Another guy that transforms. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Okay, so he's an example where he's not physically transforming mm-hmm. in every movie like those two mm-hmm. kind of do. But he, I agree. He's uh, as as well known as Leonardo DiCaprio is. He's mm-hmm. somehow underrated to yeah. me as an actor. Oh, he is are you fantastic. kidding me? He's the most overrated actor. Right now. Oh, I feel God. like he Easily. changes his body language. Uh, yep. <laughs> he changes the way like he walks. Like, yeah. He's really, I don't know. I, I like, think he's fantastic. And I'm not even, because I, I think in real life, I think he's kind of creepy. But sure. like, uh, I don't know. I, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Especially even, I watched, um, what's that movie? The new Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, what's one time I did not like it. I, no? I thought okay. it was terrible. I loved it. <laughs> you thought it was terrible? That is, that's a Okay, take. so I rarely ever want to leave a movie wow Um, but i was looking at my friend and i was like should we go like can we go and we literally were just like and then all here's the thing that i really hated about that movie yeah what is what made you ending what made me really uncomfortable like say like in glorious bastards obviously they had like a like a revision to the history yeah Mm -hmm. but because it was a like you were changing the course of history for like millions of people in that movie right in glorious bastards yeah but it was really uncomfortable to like watch them like save sharon tate at the end of that movie, like knowing that she was still like gored to death, yeah, and, like it just made me uncomfortable that he took that same turn. It didn't work in the way that it worked in Inglorious Bastards. It's funny because I I watched it when it came out. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I, I like I want to go back and rewatch it again. But, I have it. Um, I as the movie is progressing, and you know that you're gonna get to the point where Sharon Tate is killed. Yeah. I was so I was like upset, mm-hmm. and I was like I was like I don't think I can handle watching a scene where Sharon Tate gets killed. Mm-hmm. It, and, and, and it's funny because, and this is where I think like Quinn Tarantino is like an evil genius. We all know that in real life this really happened, mm-hmm. but the idea of the fictionalized version of it happening in, and watching it is, almost, is too much to bear. Mm-hmm. So right when it gets to the point where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to watch this happen, mm-hmm. he totally takes a turn that... Knowing his what he does, then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, obviously he he did this already mm-hmm. another time, but I'm like, oh, this is like, he he's 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 making the audience complicit because mm-hmm. we go from oh my god, I can't believe I'm about to see a scene where this woman mm-hmm. is about to get killed to like, oh, this is awesome because yeah. these assholes right. are getting killed. See, I actually In didn't the most- think that was gonna happen. I didn't think that. I didn't have anything that I thought was gonna. I didn't have any idea in my mind of how the movie was going to end. So it didn't occur to me that like we were gonna watch Sharon Tate like get gored to death. I didn't know where they were gonna at what point uh, in the movie was actually going to end. Oh, it's and sure. so when it ended that way, and she's like, "Yeah, I want some ice cream," and I was mm-hmm. her one line in the fucking movie. Yeah. Um, like, she had a couple. I was yeah. just yeah, or like her feet had more lines in that movie than she did. Oh, so well, he is a creep, um, but he's also pretty fantastic. All right. As a movie, as a filmmaker. No, no, no. I, here's the thing. I, I really do like Quentin Tarantino. Like, Pulp right. Fiction. I saw that sure. when I was like six. My mom watched me, let me watch a, a lot of early. movies yeah. that I should not have It was a rape scene. Yeah. But pretty... She would like fast forward. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Oh. We went to Just Blockbuster a lot. <laughs> For your yeah. benefit. Yeah. yeah. We went to, we saw and you're like, so you're movies. trying to make out what the squiggly lines are doing when so, like, fast that, Or like, she'd be like, turn around. And then I'd like have to like wait until the movie and fast forward. Yeah. That, like, so many movies I saw, like American History X. Like, all the time. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. The curb stomping thing really stuck me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite movies though now. Even Honestly, to this, to this day. That's a great movie too. Yeah. I mean like 
Ed he's, Norton's great. He's amazing. Right. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I forgot where I was. Talking I think about. I think it was just started Tarantino. with is that is that DiCaprio? Oh. You still liked him in that, even though you I, didn't. Yes, even though I hated him, I really liked his role. His uh. Him and Brad Pitt in that movie. Yeah, they yeah. Were, and they I were love Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt is amazing. amazing. I think yeah. he's really underrated. Another guy actor. who is overrated. Obviously, his looks are mm-hmm. like everyone's like, oh, uh, Brad Pitt's gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, he's also clearly uh, like a really hardworking actor mm-hmm. who like is, you know, doesn't have to work as hard as he does. Yet yeah. he does and has, is able to play multiple roles. And, and A24 he, has been making some of the best fucking movies. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited for St. Maude and St. Maude is coming is out. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I, um, I know A24 has a number of Midsummer, things. Midsummer. And yeah. he did... 12 years of slate like yeah. he, he's been like he's a already really... been nominated for a bunch of oscars as a producer yeah. and i think he won did he, win? he won something recently for i think it was the golden globe or something like what that. what did he win yeah he won well he won recently. the best supporting but i'm saying as a, as a also, producer didn't he produce the big short which was uh possibly. nominated possibly. i'm not sure he was in it but i think he there's there are a too. lot of lot of movies and he's also been like a really big advocate for like the black community and people of color producing movies but in a way mm. that is not like you wouldn't know like it's a 24 it's not like brad pitt you know stop yeah. like don't don't make it like look at what i'm doing, doing. Giving, giving black people a chance yeah. as opposed to just doing it yeah and he's then just doing it like, that's the way to do character. It. like he's yeah. building houses in in oh yeah new orleans mm-hmm. he's yeah. done like a lot of he's like an architecture nerd and like he's yeah. like a really interesting yeah. like character so we're all brad pitt's dad I, I mean yeah. I, I it's hard not no in that movie i want he's gonna win the oscar and he deserves yeah for sure i wasn't even giving it I wasn't even 100% a week ago. But for uh, that for, movie. Who were the other people nominated? It's oh, Dude, it's weird. It's Pesci like, for Irishman. The category Pacino is like, for Irishman. It's it's all white men from like the 1990s. Anthony, <laughs> and, it's, uh, and it's, really it's all guys that have won Oscars. Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins from Two Popes. Uh, Pesci and, and Pacino from... Uh, Irishman, Irishman. And who's the last one? Brad Pitt. And then there were, there, were, there is another... I can't think like, of that. Kind of out but of left field. He's going to... This dude did a really... Had a really good performance in The King... I don't know if you saw the guy mm. who was in Call Me By My Name. He played a gay dude. Oh, um, Timothy Chalamet? Tim- yeah, he was really good in um, The King. He's like that. He's, he's, young he's like the hot new thing. Yeah. yeah. So this, I like, also that. going back to do the right thing, you have a, an unknown Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Like yeah. five years before Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. as, the, as the DJ. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I was like, who is, like, I know that face and I know that voice. And I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And like Sam, Sam was like a guy that was just around forever like he's like a theater actor too he was a theater actor for a long time again he's fantastic he's like he's in coming to america Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's in the opening skit to delirious Mm -hmm. in um um a tarantino film before pulp fiction too or am i thinking of a different guy no he's he's like he's in he's in or is it after pulp fiction he's in pt anderson's first movie Mm. he's in jurassic park he's in so many but he's like one of those guys that like such an interesting like career oh and actor, God, yeah. and then and, and, and Spike like you know writes the part for him for in Jungle Fever, yes, and he wins an award at they created an award at Cannes just for Sam Jackson's performance in that movie. What was the award that they? I didn't. They, know. Yeah, they, he started with Pulp Fiction. Uh, he started with Pulp yeah. Fiction. Okay. Uh, wow, what they a film. they created a best God. supporting actor uh, uh, award at Cannes for Sam Jackson in Jungle Fever. Really, they, they, they had never had an award for best supporting actor before. I never he, even called Sam Jackson before. Yeah. Oh yeah, people I people call Sammy J. Yeah, Sam. Sam. I mean, to say Samuel L. Jackson it's a every lot. time. I put respect on his name, so he wants right. to be called Samuel no, I end up saying Samuel L. Jackson because that's, that's, like, that's what he that's calls his, it. Like, yeah. That's his SAG name. I'm sure he doesn't go around all day long being like, hi, I'm Samuel. But people refer to him as Samuel L. Jackson. You know, but like, for shorthand, when we're having a conversation, it's Samuel Jackson. It's true. You wouldn't call your friend Samuel Samuel. 
You would um, call him he's not my friend. I would like to get to know him. He's four. He's forty six by the time he does Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. So mm. to think that like that's his breakout role at forty six years old, and he's still. I mean, to be honest, he looks. He hasn't. He doesn't even look like he aged thirty years. In there's the some, pretty well. There's some truth to the black don't crack thing. Yeah, sure. I, like to, I like to think so. I I think it. I mean, um, it's a skin thing. For so sure. you have, and then we have uh, Bill. White, white people's skin's too dry. Bill anyway. Nunn. Bill <laughs> Nunn is true. Radio Rahim, who we actually he was in uh, New Jack City too. Yes, and it's funny because that. in New Jack City, there's a he plays a character that stutters. Yeah, who, yeah. Who's a henchman of Wesley Snipes? That and in this movie, movie yeah. there's another there's another stutterer. Which, that okay. movie's a mess. New Jack City is. I it's watched a good it not movie. too long ago, but it, it's very weird. It's a weird movie. It's a mess. There's like these weird camera angles all over. Yeah, Ice T shooting people, uh, in, 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 kids in a playground, and nobody seems to like make a huge deal. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, wait, and then there's a scene. With, well. What's his name? Wesley Snipes' character. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's oh. his name? Where he's having Nino, sex Nino with Brown. Nino Brown. Nino Brown is having sex with somebody's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah his like brother's <laughs> girl. His brother's girl. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, a lot of sabotage. I and mean, like, and this like the way that they shot the building. You're like, is this yeah. like a city? It was crazy. I don't know. It was a lot. It, it was almost insane. like a. They shot the building as if it was like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, so a lot ominous. Of blue, yeah, coming up. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a like a supernatural like it, and, and when they go when they do the police raid it like it's literally like zon- like it's mm-hmm. zombies in there like right. it's all the people like yeah. strung out in the middle in the courtyard of the building and they shot it as if it was a zombie movie. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I remember watching it not too long ago. We talked about it yesterday uh, when we were recording. Uh, for all the weird and like the qualities that you're just like this movie's kind of like all over the place and not mm-hmm. like the but it, it was enjoyable to watch like i i i, I hadn't seen it before we did you record this with derek thompson yeah yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's like you guys are gonna do like black history month uh is this well, coincidentally you know, un- I'm unintentional sure, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah well we didn't well i feel like it's even weirder if we're like we're gonna have all black it's funny how like there's sometimes like there's patterns like we did um Turns out, like, there's a lot of black comedians. We did so. My Girl, we did My Girl, which has got a super sad death in it. And yeah. I actually watched Steel Magnolias because we were gonna do that, and mm-hmm. then the person canceled, yeah. which also has a really sad. De- mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I gonna do two movies in a in a row where I fucking cried watching the I've damn never movie? Seen Steel Magnolias, is that like Beaches? It's it's kind of the same, similar to that. Where you're like, you, you like fall in love with these women, and then one of them dies. I loved My Girl when she like he he no it's, he dies. He dies. He dies. He, dies. he goes back to he goes and back sh- to her ring, which that's a book. I was so. Is confused. it a book? There's a book that's it's like Taste of Raspberry, like Taste of Blueberries or something. Where uh-huh. literally the same thing happens. Where like he gets stung by bees, mm-hmm. going back to like I'm gonna go. I'll Google it. Should we do yeah. Black History Month? I kill you last. I mean, month? we're already <laughs> off and running. We need two more. Basically, we need two more movies to. To make I thought it you were a, gonna say two more blacks and that. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, we, we have like two more weeks in the uh, Black History Month. I uh, yeah, sure, whatever you want. Uh, I don't think we were intentionally doing it. I almost think that Black History Month is like every month. I know. Thank I you. I was gonna say yeah. black people don't really like the idea of Black History Month from what I've talked to them about. Like, um, not that they don't like the idea of like celebrating mm-hmm. Black History, obviously, but the idea that you do it in one month and it's the shortest month and it's just like there's the a lot of month is it's the yeah. winter. Black people don't like the winter. It's just like it's a weird month that they Who chose. Likes the winter. Nobody likes the winter, especially okay. black people. <laughs> I I don't know. Is that racist? I don't know. I, 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 um, know. I think I'm right about this. I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. My mom likes the winter. Yeah. Yeah. She ah. does. So right. uh, well, I feel like Robin on um, that show. What's that woman? Robin, Robin on the radio. Oh, oh uh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. When like Robin Howard says stuff and she's just like, 
Um. <laughs> hey, 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 I, oh, I, I you always guess. I thought you were saying saying Robin, that Robin, Robin is somebody who also enjoys the winner, but you're making <laughs> no, it. No, 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 yeah. Like when no. Robin's like when Howard says something, she's um, like, um, Howard. Well, yeah. Um, what uh, other stuff from the movie though? No, I like. I think the, there's a lot of interesting actors in this movie. I, again, I love when 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 directors use young comedians uh, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. So using like I think it's fun to see Martin Lawrence. It's fun to see Robin Harris. Yeah. Um, I like the um, John Turturro too. I yeah, mean, uh, yeah. He, Turturro's done a bunch. Like Turturro and, and Spike Lee are pretty tight. Like they've done a bunch of stuff together. He's another great actor. Yeah. Um, and also like a very like him and Danny Aiello are very like New York yeah. mm-hmm. guys, and they they've always done like done like in, like Danny Aiello's dead now, but. They always did like interesting like New York movies, but like quirky, like off the beaten path. Yep. New York movies. And then the other son, I think his name is Richard Edson. It's so funny because I, I was like, where do I know this guy from? Yeah. And he you has know? one of the greatest cameos of all time. In in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What? He's the he's the parking attendant where they bring the Ferrari. Oh. And Ferris Bueller goes, um, do you understand? Like, yes, I can you park this car and I'll give you five dollars? And the guy's like, "What country do you think this is?" And then he, he steals a Ferrari and they go racing around. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's like he like literally is on screen for like a minute. Yeah, but he, I think it's partially because he's he's got like a weird like his face like the his cheekbones are very severe. Am I? Oh, make- I thought Google it. I'll Google his cheekbones. No, he's like, like he just like has one. He has a face that's like very he's like an odd looking guy. Yeah, he's sure. he's he's odd looking. So he stands out. Like, oh, he's got also a very prominent nose. Yeah, yeah he's got a big schnozzle. Yeah. Um, and then like Ozzy Davis and Ruby D are like just like great like classic actors. Yeah. To have in yeah. it. Yeah. He I the 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 special features on this DVD are really good. And Ozzy Davis said, um, he I guess he grew up maybe in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me, like, you know, what did you think about the character? How did you develop your character? He goes, when I was when I was growing up in Georgia, there was a train station, and there was always old men sitting there, mm-hmm. and they never got, they never took a train going anywhere, and they never mm-hmm. came from anywhere, but they just sat there and they just told you what they thought should be happening and what the train <laughs> should be doing, mm-hmm. and what, and he goes, those, he goes, that's this, that's this character, and I was yeah. like, oh, what an interesting, like, I love like like actor stuff like that where like mm-hmm. people like use like they t- kind of let you in on like how they create a character mm-hmm. i think that's really like someone like ozzy davis like that is like it's such an interesting like o- only an actor would would do something like that you know what i mean like yeah. it's such a it's such a cool way to like it's such, it's such a cool job i feel like it's easy to like shit on actors and it's easy to be like well like, you know they're just movie stars and they're just blah 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 like i i think like being an actor is a really cool fucking thing when you have somebody like that who like really creates a character that's mm-hmm. interesting and unique like i but love like this in some ways not right because i think like i don't know like my community is always like guys playing dominoes like mm-hmm. not at any particular like park but literally just like on a the sidewalk picnic, yeah. yeah like a picnic yeah. table like not you know winter like rain snow mm-hmm. so like it doesn't matter and i think that those kind of people exist and Sure. Can help inform, like, your writing, like, your material, like, your jokes, you know, things like that. And also, like, if you're doing a character, performing in that way. Yeah. And and his, Spike Lee's sister plays his sister in the movie. That's... Oh, that's his sister? That's his real sister. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What did we think about... So that was, like, interesting, too. The whole, like, does, you know, uh, what? Sal and the sister oh. and Mookie freaking out about... Like, because mm-hmm. at first I'm like, oh, he just like he likes the sister, 
Like, right. and I, I would say, like, it's like yeah. if you're an old guy and you own a pizzeria and a pretty girl comes into the pizzeria, mm-hmm. like that's what you would do. Like you would, I mean, again, I'm not, I wouldn't presume to speak for you, but I imagine there have been times when you've walked into a restaurant and or a store or someplace mm-hmm. and the owner behind the counter is like, mm-hmm. oh, let me, you know, that you get like a little bit of extra. I'm very attractive. You are, no, I, yeah, <laughs> confidence. We love it. No, you're a pretty, you're a pretty like striking girl, and I can imagine if you walk into like, if, yeah. especially if there's a place mm-hmm. where you're where you're known, like in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. that you would Dollar get the, cab drivers. Are very yeah. yeah. So like, I didn't I didn't understand like it's almost like in, like I, I felt like maybe that was like a storyline that was like gonna go somewhere and then it doesn't go anywhere. Or something was I cut like, from there. Mm. I don't that to be honest like that scene didn't strike me or if that's something that was ongoing throughout the story it wasn't it did, really it, like it i did not remember it but mm. um it was there for sure though it, i mean the well, sexual it, racial dynamics come up a few times like in or a lot of times in spikes yeah work right like from like a bronx is that bronx no i'm sorry that no. was Martin scorsese sorry yeah um, no, 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 but like up. But that De Niro, De Niro directed. De Niro, Bronx oh, Tale. De Niro, okay. But that is also an example. But that's sure. it's and also that it's written. His real life. Bronx, yeah. no, Bronx Tale is written by Chaz Palminteri, who plays the gangster in, in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Based on his like a, a, like his childhood experience. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 they actually reunited those two actors, and one aged a lot better than. Uh, yeah. no, oh, the, no, the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw it on Instagram. I, I, well, he was like in jail for a. a bunch of years oh was he he was like a famous new york uh, lilo broncado is his name mm-hmm. famous like new york story like he and another guy like he, they were like strung out on drugs broke in were like robbing people mm-hmm. and broke into a cop's apartment and killed the cop oh, oh and the only reason that he's out now is that the other guy actually did the shooting and he was just with him but he's like now he's like sober. He's like on Instagram putting like mm-hmm. daily affirmations or whatever. Oh, okay. I follow him on Instagram. Of course. <laughs> I was like, you follow him on Instagram. <laughs> well, I mean, I follow a lot of people on Instagram. Doesn't but uh, he he posted a photo of of himself with the the girl from uh, Bronx Tale. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. She looks great, and he looks like he spent five years in jail and was <laughs> <laughs> trying to get his life back together. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, that's I mean that's another movie like I mean because De Niro too. De Niro's been married to two black women like that. Clearly yeah, that informs. I didn't know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly that informs uh, his take on that. He's but, divorcing the last the other one. Aww. The last one. Yeah. yeah, they're getting. He's about to get divorced again. It's so in like yeah. he's like he's seven so old, years. Dude. When old people get divorced, it's that so is weird. Odd. Yeah. That something yeah. is. It's something is. It's financial or they, they. Something is fishy. Like you don't decide. Like I don't think I don't know. I, People in my family have been fighting for decades. They don't just fucking up and get divorced in their 70s. It's we- it's just yeah. weird. I don't know. Well, everything's different where you're... But also, like, like the financial piece. They have a kid. Like, she's... Yeah. They have, like, one or two kids together, oh, so... Yeah. She's getting like, some. She's getting money, so and I don't he know. Has, oh, yeah. And he, then he must have kids before... I think he with does. His first, with Diane Carroll. Does who was he? his first wife. I think he does. Well, I mean, he has, he has at least his older kids. four kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. His one son's, like, a real estate agent in, yeah. in big time. I like, like Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's like a chill dude. Yeah, I've never in all my time in New York, I've never seen him. I feel like I would have run into him by now, mm-hmm. and I've never seen him. His wife used to go to. I used to work at a gym at the front desk, and she used to go there, and she was pretty nice. Oh, was she? Because cool. I've heard she's difficult. Like, it's, oh well, I'm, I was on who only you giving ask. out towels. Yeah, <laughs> you seem I, fine. All the yeah. all the gossip I know, like Hollywood gossip, is uh, is from people in restaurants. Because mm-hmm. I was for years, I was in restaurants, and of course, like if you're someone's server, mm-hmm. your relationship to them is different. Is yeah. different than if you're just oh, like oh, out. I you know I ran into because like. You know, like uh, Woody Allen and Soon Yi used to go into the restaurant that mm-hmm. I used to work at, but I, I actually never saw them. But mm-hmm. like, I'd be like, 
people are like, oh my God, Soon Yi. I'm like, I don't know. Is she I, bad? Was that's she... what I heard. But I, again, I, I don't know. Maybe she's fine and they were just being complaining mm-hmm. servers, which happens a lot. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Italians, huh? Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, it's not a good... <laughs> It's not a good rep for us, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Italian-Americans that live in New York. No, f- for sure. Yeah. But again, but again, it's like... I wasn't alive. I, I feel um, lot, you know... I'm I don't old. know. And this movie doesn't... Uh, I guess part of me is like, I'm like, a, I'm like a people pleaser and a problem solver. So like I watch a movie like this and I'm like, what's the, what's the solution? How like, can you solve the race relations? No, no, but it's, but also like, because I also think. No, but you're right. I, I, I think. Because the, the, the solution that, might be. People that listen to this podcast know that you're coming at it from a very um, uh, uh, earnest and almost naive perspective of like, you just want to help. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I, I definitely feel that because I know you. But unfortunately, I think one of the answers is people. uh People don't get along and don't want to be in this in the same neighborhood with each other. There, a woman. I don't said, think that's true. A woman says in this movie, "Is it? Did you, was it a woman or a man said it? Like literally something that was said to me mm-hmm. in Harlem, which mm-hmm. is, what are you doing here? Who who mm-hmm. let you come here? Mm-hmm. Who let who let you be here? Yes. And so I get that was another thing where I was like, oh, I've actually I've actually experienced mm-hmm. this. Um, I don't know. I I like neighborhoods. I like neighborhoods where mm-hmm. I, I grew up where where I grew up like my one friend his dad was Puerto Rican, my other friend's dad was Polish, mm-hmm. my dad was Italian, my other friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was cuz the town that I grew up in was the first American home for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then the the next generation would be would Americanize mm-hmm. and then they would move out to wherever they like we moved mm-hmm. out to the country but other people move out to the suburbs, mm-hmm. what have you. So I like those kind of like dynamic neighborhoods mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why i'm in new york city like i mm-hmm. love new york city for that reason if i wanted to live around a bunch of fucking like mm-hmm. italians in jersey uh, that was the easiest choice yeah. in the world for me so i would much rather live where i'm living now but mm-hmm. I, I like I, again yeah it's like in like an earnest way i'm like what is but I think what is the solution if like when someone who's of a like it, a long time resident of a neighborhood asks you that i don't think it's a i don't want to live next to you but i think it's more of there are things happening in my neighborhood that are out of my control and your physical presence is a almost manifestation of all of the things that are happening in my community so i think like when that question is being asked of like what are you doing here like it, like and even when you think about it, like there have been times and places in history where like people have lived together with like levels of tension. Like it, there's no such thing as like utopia, even a, in a community full like 100 percent Italian. There's going to be like no. riffs, yeah. oh, like yeah. Naples versus like Sicily of course versus whatever. And that's that was you know what the neighborhood that, I, that I'm from. It's literally by avenue is different yeah. towns. So like with that, with that like and we're like that within reason, right? Like people can exist and live together in that way. But like I think. Like these neighborhoods wouldn't shift, and that wouldn't be a thing if these other factors weren't in place. So, like, it, like I don't think that, like the the issue is money. Like the issue is money. Yeah, and the I issue agree is that. class poverty. And, and poverty, and yeah. the fact that like black and brown bodies are easily moved to the side for a variety of reasons. Whether it's the fucking Barclays Center, you right. know, that literally moved like commercial real you know, estate. It, it, like it, it, it's this constant. Um, 
like like history and the way that you experience life is constantly showing you that there's no value to like your experiences or your home or anything and there's no protections for you so yeah like it's quite easily like going back to do the right thing it's like all these things are happening in the 80s right it's mm -hmm. hot the whatever people are suffering lack of employment in the city there's crack there's all of these things and then yeah there are these people who may have been there forever mm -hmm. Sal, but unfortunately for Sal, you are the representation and the closest representation to all of these things or for all of these things that are happening to these people. Mm -hmm. And you won't put brothers on the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah. you, you, and you have this like small ticket. And there's the thing. little tension. Yeah. That, right? that would exist anyway. Exactly. So yeah. I think that like, I don't know, it, it's like really nice to say like, I like you like living in these communities and, but at the same time to be really honest with you, like I liked when my community was a hundred percent like West Indian Latino because if somebody was mean mugging me, I knew they weren't mean mugging me because mm -hmm. I was black. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it wasn't like peaches and cream, mm -hmm. but I think that like I used to work in Battery Park and I liked being able to get off of the train and know that like I would blend in and, I, and it wasn't like a discomfort or anything like that. But I think that a lot of gentrification and a lot of things that are happening, people move into communities with a sense of entitlement yeah. and a sense that like this community will change. Like I have so many stories. I used to work at a club and this woman was making death, uh, like noise complaints and saying that the people were fighting in the club to get it shut down. And what is that club now? It's a grocery store. Ugh. So like I yeah. think that there's a lot of examples of people not being, uh, their lives being valued or appreciated. So like, it's hard for not that you were looking for me to be like dismayed with you, but like it's hard to like have that same level of like compassion. Well, but it's also you know? like it used yeah. to be that there were eth ethnic neighborhoods. Like there was, mm -hmm. and, and not just New York. If you go to Baltimore, you go to Philly, you go to Boston, you go to mm -hmm. Chicago. Like this is the Italian neighborhood. This is the Chinese neighborhood. Mm -hmm. This is the Jamaican. This is the, and not even like black. Like this is the Jamaican yeah. area. This is the where the Haitians live. Sure. This is where the people from like Senegal live. Like mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is. And so, I like. I don't know. Like I thought. Like I guess when when I was like taught in school. That like the goal was like the melting pot and integration, mm -hmm. like it seems like that's not it. Like it's one it's one thing to say that we we should all like, get along and be mm -hmm. integrated, and it's another thing for someone to tell me on the street who let you in here. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I like I don't I don't me as an individual and as a person mm -hmm. I can't carry on my back. That's not mm -hmm. fair. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. With especially that. since my father came here in 1967. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even, like, historically, we weren't even here. So, and I get it. Like, I get what I look like. And I get what people, like, people's mm -hmm. assumptions of who I am based mm -hmm. on my appearance. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, like, we, we, we do have to figure it out. It's either, because it's either going to be, mm -hmm. it's either going to be a lot more of, like, this, like, with tension and, and like, mm -hmm. horrible stuff happening. Or mm -hmm. people got to figure out how to, like, live with each other. Or mm -hmm. people got to, like, literally separate from one another mm -hmm. so i like i thought that and i i do think that the people should be working towards getting along better and treating people with respect and people treating people as individuals mm -hmm. um yeah no I, I think that's a big one is that if you look at it as individuals and i know that that's not always possible mm -hmm. it, it's not fair to, to ask peter that question because as an individual you can't just put, you know, decades and decades of like other people's actions onto one individual, just mm -hmm. by definition of what an individual is. 
But in the same sense, communities are made up of groups of people. Yeah. And I, so, and like, so I, I feel like we, I just want to express that we are all burdened with history, right? Like, yeah, of for example, there's yep. Black History Month. And mm-hmm. people will talk to me about Martin Luther King. My family came here in 1968. Okay. So, like, the year that Martin Luther King was killed. So, yeah. I think that, like, when we have these conversations about, like, not me or, like, I, I didn't own slaves. It, well, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that's not what you're what saying. saying. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no yeah, that's I'm not. I, but I'm saying that we're all burdened with history. Yeah, of course. Of and course. so, but in the burdening of history, it, it, like, I think that it is nice to say that you should not be like stricken with like a like this thing but we all are right but, like, but we, also we all like are yeah given that, and you, that and you, task and, it's a and fact. especially people of color are constantly tasked with yeah. like, the history of, of and you, the way things have gone you can't look into you can't look into everybody's soul every at every moment like some things are yeah. like surface and some things are you know this just is just the way i see things but i think the details are important and the details are uh-huh. interesting like like you, where your family is from and your uh-huh. family history okay. is much more interesting to me than like than what just you, pi- what than, you look like, yeah, or, yeah, just, yeah. or just pigeon yeah. pigeonholing. And like for me, like growing up, like learning, like figuring out like my friend's Polish dad, what he was like compared to what my friend's Portuguese dad, what mm-hmm. he was like. That's that's it's interesting. Yeah, like to actually know the de- to know the details and actually get to know people mm-hmm. and get to know people for what they are. And and that's why I say like Sal and Mookie's relationship in this movie mm-hmm. yeah. is very is a very interesting it relationship. Is. Like you don't really mm-hmm. I, I think that actually is like and again like I as like I think Spike grew up in that dynamic mm-hmm. and he knows it really well and there's a reason why he's playing Mookie and didn't mm-hmm. hire another actor to play Mookie mm-hmm. and there's a reason why he set the the movie where he did and the way he did like I I think Spike Lee as a filmmaker is very interested in that yeah. in that dynamic. But I think ultimately Mookie they reconcile in some way but ultimately Mookie chooses the love like the tension and the frustration of his community over the relationship yeah. that he was over he was able to build with Sal. So thinking about the the woman that approached you, uh, yes, in in some ways I can say that, like oh, that's rude, right? Like on a very yeah. super on a very simple level, like that's like rude. However, when compared to like the plight of a community that she might be experiencing that that got her to like transgress over what we consider to be like polite and impolite behavior and to not care and ask you that question, I think I think that is the larger burden than like and I think that's like also my frustration. And I'm not saying this is you directly, but I do think part of it is like people going into communities, changing the face of them demographically, forcing some of, like, for example, my students have to move to Connecticut because they can't afford to live here anymore and want people to be like nice about it and want people in yeah. the community to feel good about it. There's nothing to feel good about. Right. There's absolutely nothing to feel good about. And then it's like, and I think that's constantly, there's like a precedent in history where like, Things happen to people that they can't control, mm. people of color specifically, and then be like, but be cool about this. Like, no. Like, if I want to be rude to you, I'm going to be. Like, if I want to be, like, abrasive about it, I'm going to be. And I think that, like, does it serve any purpose for me personally? No. I, I That's not how I choose to conduct myself, but it's mm-hmm. hard for me to not have empathy for people who are being forced out of their homes and uh, have, like, a brief encounter with you that expresses their, like, frustration. Yeah, because yeah. no one else is listening to them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really sad, and I, I definitely think that I, I definitely think that the transgressions against someone that's losing their community is more, 
you know, weighty and, 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 and obviously more of a problem than, you know, some one interaction. Uh, that being said, I don't know, uh, to Peter's point, I don't know how productive it is to, to do that because then I get that you're sort of getting the frustration out or whatever. It's a response. But, I mean, it's not – it's sort of not really going to do anything. Much like bending over and being like, oh, it's okay. I'll just take it is is not doing anything either. So, like, the your students who have to move to Connecticut, mm-hmm. there's nothing good about that. And yeah. there's also nothing good about people being like, well, there's no problem with this. No, there is a problem with this. But it's like I guess I guess the only real answer, and, and it's not even a great answer, is like is like political and government support or changes, you know, on a macro level. Because otherwise, a group of individuals, no one's going to listen to a group of poor people. It just, it just is like a sad reality. People got to organize. Yeah, I wish I was smart enough to solve everything in the world. I but I, I truly don't think there's any solution to it. Largely because, like we said, the city's becoming increasingly more transient. So, like, yeah. who's going to invest themselves like in this? when it's a bunch of like 23, 24 year olds who don't intend on staying here mm-hmm. yeah. to address affordable, cause there's not a lack of housing, right? It's a lack no. of affordable housing. Right. Like that's, that's like the issue and the right. things that are being developed are not uh, affordable, or, affordable or, 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 or being taken into account. Like the percentage, like they're, they're weaseling the way out of like whatever deal they had to create affordable housing to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't say I, that, that there was an answer either. Yeah. I, I don't think there is. I, for one, thought we were going to solve racial relations during you this did? episode. Wow. So I'm really surprised yeah. oh that it didn't God. happen. But um, no, this is, I mean, this is a, this movie is like, it is. It's like one of the most This important- is the conversation I was hoping to have for this movie. Because yeah. this is, if it wasn't uncomfortable, I don't think we would have done it justice. This is one of the most important movies uh of the 80s yes. easily. Of, uh, yeah. And it, and it's and it's sure. funny cuz a lot of the stuff like they mentioned Al Sharpton who's still around in this movie and like they painted a Mike Tyson mural during the making like for like the background and Mike Tyson is still there's a lot of stuff Martin Lawrence is back all of a sudden yeah. after being gone forever. Yeah. Spike Lee is still 30 years later like directing movies finally won an Oscar. Yeah. Um so it's something that like What do you win an Oscar for? He won for uh, writing uh, Black Clansman. Yeah, his, his He won, oh, a, yeah. he won a, a screenwriting that. Oscar last yeah. year. Um <laughs> You know, you don't agree with that? <laughs> it was, it was pro- one of his better... I'm happy for him. Sure. sure. I see how your students like will try to read into your facial, facial expressions and your, yeah. your quiet, like, hmm. well, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. But um, no, this was, this, was, this was an interesting... I knew this was going to be like an intellectual episode. I didn't more. know because I, I, we had never met before, Electra, uh, Electra and Thank I. Thank you. I try. From Greek and, mythology. And yeah, and... Um, I knew that I knew that it could go this way, and I, I'm happy that it did because I just, again, I think that like the movie wasn't made to to have black and white people be comfortable. <laughs> like this 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 movie is uncomfortable, I think, and just like a sort of a sad picture of what happens to certain you know. Oh, we didn't talk about the music in the movie. That's so true. we can do, let's talk about. I mean, so I Public well, Enemy. I, is... I, I will say that this album and Public Enemy. I said this in the last episode because uh, because I think the music was in. New Jack public- City is yeah yeah I think there's so. gonna be song too uh, well Flavor Flav's in it he makes a cameo oh that's right no Flavor Flav is actually yeah. in the movie <laughs> my dad who was actually in uh, I don't even know if she, well my dad was a, a cop he was an NYPD cop he was an <laughs> Italian guy that. well like, I mean in the context of this movie but he I swear he didn't kill anyone like that I swear <laughs> and uh, he uh, but he was a huge Public Enemy fan and the first cassette tape and this is how old this is but the first cassette tape he would like show to me and my older brother was uh, was was 
the this public enemy album with fight the power on it it and like he loved that he loved like chuck d and flavor Mm -hmm. flavor and like that was my first introduction to like not like radio music like just music how do you feel about the themes of their music he was a big fan i mean my dad wasn't a cop that was like reverent of the force Mm -hmm. he was kind of a i said it in the last episode but if i know my dad and my dad's passed Mm -hmm. uh but uh i did know my dad pretty well before he he passed and and me and him are pretty similar in the way that we cut corners and we're pretty we're not like we're pretty like unmotivated dudes and like i think he just happened to become a cop because his dad was a cop but i don't think it was out of like he was not a guy that was like oh respect a hierarchy and like you know uh so i think that he loved like art like that that's like why i i do comedy and music and yeah i I had fear of a black planet on cassette i used to listen to it over and over again i was a huge public fan when i was a kid i get pictures of the cassette and i like and i think like it's like i was listening to like on the way over here it's like the the flavor flave like with the comic relief Mm -hmm. plus chuck it was like a perfect like marriage of like yeah like a very serious like politically conscious person Mm -hmm. with like the goofy friend the fucking beats are unbelievable like and it was just like Again, with talking about it with it was um, like aggressive. With it was New, almost like metal with rap. New Jacks yeah. with New yeah. Jack too. It's like this time period, like eighty eight to like ninety two, is when like like just they were just hip hop was just in movies all of a sudden. Yeah, mm-hmm. before that you didn't see it, and then it was like entire soundtracks are just hip hop music. I don't know how old you are, but I'm I know Peter's much older than me, and so <laughs> just nice. I have to say it once per episode, <laughs> and uh, I'm thirty. You're thirty. Okay, yeah, so you're I'm just yeah. basically the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know what it was like to not have hip hop in movies. So I, mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like it would have been nice or, or interesting to be, you know, conscious back then when movies came out, there was no hip hop. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the 90s and, and like there's like hip hop and everything. Yeah. Well, especially because it feels like some of it, there's like no subtlety to it. So it's like an egg, an egg, yeah. like throwing an egg on the wall. And especially in like his movie, Spike Lee, it's like when he had the movie, he's like, turn it up. Literally. You know? Yeah. And then when he used jazz, he's like, okay, let's do something else. A little culture. It's, it's always kind of like, all right. It's like two on the nose. Like, yeah. why don't you blast oh, the jazz God. sometimes? Spike Lee is so, like, I was so disappointed with uh, the She's Gotta Have It TV show. I was like, God, why do you have to be so... Spike Lee about everything. Oh, really? Do. So I, yeah. I started to watch the movie and then I, I, I didn't finish it. it, but I I hadn't seen I haven't seen the show yet. The movie's fine. Like I mean, like Nola Darling's very short and like you know, but the the show is very disappointing. Mm. She does these monologues that just go on and on. And it's like very clear that it's written with somebody who identifies as a man, as a man and has a penis. Like both of those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. you I always writing a woman. <laughs> yeah. But it's clearly oh, a man yeah. writing it's it. It's like Tyler Perry in his one man oh. writer's room. Like you're just kind of like. <laughs> Go. You know that there's something that's that's there's something interesting about that though, like right? Because it seems like Spike Lee kind of has a thing where he's not. It's almost he's the, not the greatest for female characters. The thought I had, the, the thought I general. had, like while we were recording, is that like he he literally it's like every movie he thinks they're not gonna <clears> let him make another movie again, so he has to put every yeah. idea into every movie. That's a yeah, good point. do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like he's like every 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 notion he's ever had about this is what should be in a movie, mm-hmm. he's got to throw all of it into yeah. each individual movie. And I think about that as an, like, as an artist, when you, whatever stage you are in your career, it's like you hope that at some point you'll be able to turn it down. So I think for me as a comic, it's yeah. like I'm only in year two. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of my shit's pretty heavy-handed. And I, I hope yeah. that in like year six, I'll be like, let me just mute this a little bit. You know? Well, I think it's like, Learning how to relax and do less mm-hmm. is the yeah. is the hardest thing. Like yeah. that's to me like great acting is like when they're 
when people say like, oh, that was a great performance, mm-hmm. I feel like that means it wasn't good acting. Like if you said like, oh, I, I thought that was actually the person. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they hired, you know, a, a real cop to play the cop in the movie. Yeah. To me, that's great acting because mm-hmm. they're embodying the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think so like with like being an artist, it's like like this. Yeah, this you, what, you're, what you're hoping will happen is this self-consciousness goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can just relax and do la- like someone like. I mean, like, Denzel is somebody who, like, he started out with, like, early doing these Spike Lee mm-hmm. movies, and he was always doing a lot on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's electric. He's, like, the camera loves yeah. him. But, like, the older he got, the less he did. Yeah. And the, the more, like, just being in his skin mm-hmm. he is, and he's, I mean, he's fucking amazing. It's just, like, a perfect storm of, like, script and director and like there's so many things that go into a yeah. good performance oh, or like a good like you know what I mean or a good comedy show a yeah. good artistic yeah. expression I mean think about comedy shows yeah. you could have oh, literally man. the best comedian of all time and if the audience is like whack or like there's like music being played yeah. and it's just like a not a good setup it could be awful exactly yeah, yeah. like or, cringy it's always yeah. a mir- it's always a miracle when it like comes off that it is comes together. It, 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 like it happens often that keep you going, but it doesn't happen enough. You oh, know? Yeah. That, it's that little taste. It doesn't yeah. make it easy. This is what, when, yeah. when somebody asked, like, when somebody I asked agree. me, like, you know, oh, I want to yeah. try stand up. I always tell them, I was like, go to an open mic by yourself. You're going to sit there for two hours. It's going to suck. You're going to get up for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. You're going to get no laughs. Five minutes are for your luck. And then I was like, then do it again. And you're going to sit there for two hours. It's going to suck. You're going to get up and maybe you get one laugh. And if that's worth it, then mm-hmm. keep doing it. If not, you tried it and you and you don't have to tell anybody. You never mm-hmm. have to talk about it. But at least don't you bring know, your friends to your first. At least you know mic. that you did it. But it's like it's <laughs> it's 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 the ability for the the hours of sucking that the mm-hmm. one moment is is magical enough for you. Mm-hmm. Then that's when you know that that's what you should be doing. That's interesting. My first open mic was very different than that. But I, where was it? The pit. Okay, that's a good mic. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was upstairs at the pit and um, G- Giancarlo. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that guy. And Very it was, funny. It was hot as fuck in there. <laughs> in the some, attic up there, yeah. Yeah, and somebody came in with a puppet. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. First of all, it sounds like a mic. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> yeah. very traditional. No, but I, it, and then I like had like, it was just like a very interesting experience. I didn't like have my first. Why am I doing this to like several months later? And I was like, okay, now I know what everyone's talking about. I actually have, I'm similar to you, really, <laughs> where it's like, I I feel like I, I wanted to go on stage for a while. It took a while to get the courage to do it. When I did it, you know, it, it went decently well. And then I was just like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for a couple of months yeah. where it was just, this is fun. And then I kind of had slowly, you start to get like that existential, like, why am I doing this again? Mm-hmm. What is, I'm going out of my way to get like three to five to six minutes on stage. I don't even know what I'm about to talk about sometimes or like whatever. I don't like these jokes. Yeah. So like the, when you start to hit that first wall, mm-hmm. which probably happens like month three to five, whatever, mm-hmm. it, that's where you're like, am I in this or, or not? And yeah. then and I think you keep hitting that because mm-hmm. I had two years I hit that. I'm, I'm almost at three years. I'm probably going to hit another one soon. Yeah. I, I think it's like every periodically or if nothing's happening, you're yes. like, what, like what, it, why am I doing this? Or if like your bookings are low, you're like, yep. why am I doing like, it's so strange. Yeah. And I think also meeting other comics. Uh. Cause before it was kind of like doing this in the vacuum and then like not really like doing the social media piece of it. Mm-hmm. And then meeting other comics definitely made me question, not all of them obviously, but like some, like I'll encounter people I'm like, why am I doing this? Why do you want to be around these weirdos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh yeah. Or no, like, but- you know, 
And then, but then there's also like we. <laughs> That's a face again. We like because like you. I don't. Did we meet at like Harlem Nights or something? We did like I a like show. I met you on the street. <laughs> I met. And that was shady. Oh, <laughs> that's right. The the, when we saw Louis C.K. Yeah, it was like Jared what? Waters and yeah, then the person yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't that's name right, on. That's right. That's right. So yeah. I, we were st- me and Jared Wait, were walking down uh, on the corner of McDougal and and uh, Bleecker. Okay. And shouts out Jared. And Jared knew you and the person you were with. And so Jared starts talking to him. Talk about it off there. And I started talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, did you notice that that was Louis C.K.? They just walked by. You're like, what? <laughs> and uh, like we just had like this conversation mm-hmm. about. Yeah. No, but that's but like like you were somebody like immediately where I was like, and I would say this like, the people that I want to be friends with in comedy, are the people that I would be friends with outside of comedy. Mm-hmm. So go. if like if I can't have a conversation with you, I don't want to I don't want to be around you. But yeah. if we can talk like people and mm-hmm. have like an interesting conversation, mm-hmm. um immediately much more interested in getting to another person like oh, i don't yeah. care about your bits i don't care about what i don't care yeah. about what shows you're on just like tell me something fucking interesting yeah yeah and so like we had that conversation and then we ran into each other actually on in the same neighborhood yeah the yeah. other night it was mm-hmm. like on west Side. same thing where we were just like had this like long like in-depth conversation and then is that did we go to ramen you got ramen i didn't even yeah. want to i didn't want to eat you made me eat i didn't want to eat yeah. guys i'm like i'm so real cute. easy i'm real easy to uh I, like anytime i've eaten and someone goes oh i'm hungry do you want to go to this restaurant, I always say yes. Yeah, the ramen solid. Yeah, and I always, I always get more, I always get more food. Yeah, I could have, I could have just been like, oh, I'll just sit here while you're mm-hmm. you're eating. But that's I, not a very Italian. Thing no, to I do, did. But, I, no. but um, yeah. No, that, but that's, but that to me, that's what like keep, like that's what makes me want to go mm-hmm. keep going because you could, the cool thing about comedy is you can find your little pockets. Yeah. Of people that you want to talk to, or people mm-hmm. that you run into sometimes, or people that. And then there's other people that just like it's like being an in- independent contractor. Yeah. You don't have to hang out with, with everybody, everybody else. You don't have to be yeah. friends. Yeah. With you can be, you know be nice to everybody, be polite. Don't yeah. like don't get do anything that's going to be sabotagey. But mm-hmm. well, I think like I try to approach everything with a level of like sincerity, you know, and I, mm-hmm. like or I just have to because my face will give away anything. Yeah, that I, I am thinking you're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? So yes. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like. But that's good. It's good, yes. but at the same time, I. When people are like that, I think that you would think everyone else is like that. And, yes. And not everyone else is no. like that. You know? Especially in comedy because it's kind of like... I'm the I same like way, it's like by the way. scrambling. Like, I, you know that, that scene from uh, World War Z mm-hmm. where there's like a wall and all of the zombies are climbing this wall on top of each <laughs> yes, other? Yes, That's what comedy is. Yeah, we're all, yes. we're, all trying like, to, we're all a bunch of zombies <laughs> climbing on top, trying to get to the top. You know, it's and true. It's like, and even, like, I was thinking about this. Someone got this really great opportunity. Um, He got, like, a, a night, late night spot. Nice. And... Like I want, I just like messaged him, and I was like, "Yo, congratulations! Like it's super cool." Is it cool. this Friday? Yeah, 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 and I, I was like, "Cause he's like a super cool, super yeah, yeah. chill dude." It's Andre Thompson. Oh, yeah. hell yeah! yeah I love Andre. Su- and he was one of the first people I met in comedy, yeah. and I think he's really dope. I love Andre. And like, part of me wanted to like repost his post, but then you don't want to be that person who's like, "Do I know him well enough to like repost right. his post?" You know what I mean? And am I like clout chasing at this point? So it makes you like second guess. Yourself. I don't want to say I'm responsible for him getting Fallon, but oh, I put it, the very right. first show I ever produced, I put sure. him on that show because he's no, he's like really, no, he's very really funny. funny. He's a really cool, and he's from New York. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good guy. He's a re- yeah. I, I recognize and that the talent boy right away. Cute, he's, a, he's a good comic, and he's a very handsome guy. He's a, yeah. handsome he's, yeah. a he's a good comic, and he like he's a comic that you can see getting better and better and better. Yeah, I've done tons of shows with Andre. He's he's always a nice guy, and like yeah, yeah, we we uh. He, we were just talking about it. like uh, there was like uh, there's always like a couple times a year there was like 85 Facebook posts about like organizing a comedian basketball game 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he started it last year, and I was like, well, you know, there's some courts by where I live. Mm-hmm. And literally, it was like everybody's commenting like 800 times, and day of, it's me, it's him, it's Phil Hunt, and I think Kyle Pennant showed up. In East Harlem, none of them. I, Phil, I love all those guys. Phil lives close, but like, but Andre lives in Jamaica. Yeah, and he came all the way up to me to play fucking pickup basketball. So the four of us played in the neighborhood with a bunch of like Dominican guys on their break. Guy, one, guy was wearing like work, like like leather shoes. Yeah, yeah. And he was smoking us. Oh, like he was just wow. like hitting threes, and we played basketball for like four fucking hours. Hell but it yeah. was like it's so funny. It's like you try, you like, oh guys, let's do this. Let's let's get together like a comedy. comments are the worst. Yeah, that That's you true. can't in some ways. They're the most fun to be around mm-hmm. generally. Least reliable. The very little reliability. Oh, Try wait wait till you start booking guests for your podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, well, actually, I had a podcast before, had and that, that yeah. it was pretty. People wanted to okay. Do it. People, people want to do, do it, it, but the I lived I lived deep in and Flatbush is deep, so it's people deep. were kind of like. Eh, yeah, but yeah. If I have that travel thing, <laughs> then it should be fine. I'll, I'll come to people, and it'll be yeah. it'll be solid. I do think. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you more about that. Offline, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think like sometimes the only thing about comedy that kind of throws me off is like the. The networking piece is so big, it is. and it's, it's everything. Just, and I wanted to be sincere. So it's th- not. You can, I, no, None no, no, of it no, no, is. No. I think I maybe I'm completely naive, but I think that yes, there are those people that are like truly two faced, and you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, I didn't even know a person could be that fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's coming from someone me who's like I feel like I like I'm pretty sincere too, and I wear yeah. like my emotions on my sleeve, and, yeah. and I'm just like generally nice to people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I think that there is. There's a balance between being like nice, uh, genuine, not annoying is huge, you yeah. know, because there's that there's those annoying people that are mm-hmm. sincere, sure, mm-hmm. but they're annoying. They ask for spots when it's like, come on, man, just relax for a second. Yeah. Like that kind of thing will hurt you. I don't think being sincere is going to hurt you. I yeah. think you can do well in this business and be a sincere person. A lot of it Although is- if you're an evil prick, it, it could help you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is just like, just be a person. Do you know, like it just be a human being. Like, what would yeah. you do in any other? Well, you're other... talking about those autistic guys. Well, it's like, comedy. what would you yeah, do in any other scenario? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, what? just be be a person. But of course, that being said, New York City comedy is, it's all this like mystery and all this like nobody really knows where they stand. And one minute, <laughs> do I, like, True. You, you, yeah. you, like, can get, you can get to the, sure. like, you can get yeah, down yeah. to the pettiness of people only commenting on people who they think is above them's Facebook mm-hmm. Oh, posts. sure, yeah. Or just like, re- or like tagging people in boomerangs that they like want to like have yeah. re-tag them or in boomerangs someone, or whatever. Or someone like kills someone and it's like saying, they didn't kill. Someone yeah. saying, no, they yeah, didn't. I was there. Yeah. They didn't kill. That was or awful. they barely okay. maimed. They yeah. did nothing. <laughs> A female comedian come up to me like, oh, I know that, that Jared Waters fucks with you. So I think, it's like, oh, why don't you well, just talk to me like as a person? What? Yeah, that's, that's like a weird, weird. intro. Hey, I, I know that Jared Waters fucks no, no, but it really. Oh, no, 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 that kind of thing. Though. But then also, like, or also just like meeting somebody thirty-five mm-hmm. times and they don't remember you. I don't get offended by that as much, only because it's happened to me that I do because you're just like I know you from yeah. somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, we all have a name, but it doesn't mean you know what I mean. I also do the thing where like, not even I know you from somewhere. I know you. Mm-hmm. I totally know you, and I I have no idea where your yeah. name is. Or I'll know their Instagram handle. Like I could not remember your first name. I was like, Guar- it's Guarini. Guarachi. Crazy. I was like G U A R, and then it would come up. Like, okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah. People were like, people I've known for a long time were like, how do you say your name? And then they like host like introduced me wrong. 
Yeah. Or the name, oh, gets, I get, I got the name bro- gets spelled wrong on every flyer. It's crazy. I've been brought up as Alex Pavone like five times. I get Electra Tessel Ford a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. Tessel Ford. It doesn't make any sense. People are not paying attention. But I wanted to say... This whole like where you are in comedy mm. is really interesting because I went to a mic last night for the first time in a while, yeah. in a long time. Yeah, because um, I I fooled myself into thinking that I could like work things out on stage. Uh, Electric cannot. Um, uh, but um, <laughs> so I went and I was like, who the like? I thought like I feel like I know people and like people know me and not in like a, a braggadocious way, but like kind no, of like yeah. I just know people because I've been doing this for a little, a little bit of time. I was like, who the f-? It was like 25 people in this room and I didn't know anybody. Mm. Yeah. And I was just like, who are all these people? And then I'm like, is there a whole other scene mm-hmm. outside uh, of the scene that I feel like I'm a part of, which is like, has a lot of active people in it? By the way, yeah. I can't uh, believe. Yeah. And yeah. there's another scene. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, there's so many people. Every show, so I'm on, every show I'm on, I don't recognize half the names. Like, I've never even seen the name like on Facebook. Like, you would at least yeah, see their name. That's what I'm saying. It's like some names, it's like I've encountered this name like so often that it's like, I feel like I know you. Sure. Or like, on social media it's like yeah. I've seen you tagged and things yeah. I was like I don't know anybody in here mm-hmm. and it felt so like wow I have to but I guess because like, I don't know it was wild to me it's also you're there's a reason you haven't been to an open mic in a while you're getting on other shows and yeah I'm like this doing is, nice things this is like the new the nice Italian the, pizzeria name show <laughs> Oh. Pomodoro. Pomodoro, yeah. yeah. Pomodoro, I love my show. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should <laughs> plug it. Pomodoro at the stand. When's the next one? Uh, it's February 22nd. Will this nice. be out by then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. This okay. is going to be out well, next week. Okay. We have one more to release before this. It's yeah, we, a we, I mean, Saturday we, show. We need, to get, we need to get all our Black History We'll make sure. Wait, before. speaking of Black History, yeah. use the promo code Harriet for Runaway Savings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> runaway Savings. The worst. That is, no, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> So Harriet, uh, um, and yeah, promo code Harriet, that's The Stand. You could find their website. Just type in The Stand NYC in Google or their Instagram or their Twitter. Um, they do great shows. That's a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Sunday, what time? Well, yeah. actually, no, it's a Saturday. At, oh, sorry. We usually are a Sunday show. Um, yeah. The March and April will be Sundays. But it's uh, Saturday, Saturday the 22nd at 7. Oh, that's going to be great. Saturday at 7 o'clock in the yeah. upstairs room? Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Anyone um, that you uh, have on that lineup that you want to... That... So we have uh, Chanel Ali oh, I love Chanel. and Rachel Sanat. I think I'm pronouncing her name. Trickily oh, Child is her... Who brought her up? Is uh, One of those people I know the name. She's... Lily Michelle brought her up. Oh, yeah. As yeah. a friend of hers who's like blowing up on online. Yeah, and she's, um, yeah. they both recently did um, Comedy Central... Like those uh, uh, up next they? Yeah, things, next, I believe, yes. and then we have Alzo Slade, who's on Vice. Mm-hmm. He's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, sure so we have a good lineup, and then yeah. uh, Lucas O'Neill. So mm-hmm. there's some really like, Chanel is like one of my favorites. Yeah, and she's yeah. an amazing person, like an amazing. We human did. We had yeah. Lily. Yeah. On, we, I know Courtney very well, and we had well. we had Courtney on yeah. here. So that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Courtney, right. yeah, he's I, really I produ- cool too. I used to produce a show with Courtney. I, I still do sometimes. Every now and then we do a, a show together. Yeah, I love Courtney. What's it called? It's called Aggressively Chill, and we had done it at the V Spot. For uh, a couple of, we did it for a year at the V Spot, mm-hmm. and then they made some changes, and now we moved it to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we're starting to feel our way around there, but we don't have like a consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. So like Courtney didn't do the last one, but he had done like the prior like three or four. That's so, dope. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that guy. So the lineup is gonna be pretty nice, pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, dude, and the stand's great. You gotta check it out. I'm gonna be at the stand. Oh, um, I'm sorry, and Amina Mani. Oh. I don't want to. This is the one person I didn't. Oh, Amina. Yeah, 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 and she's like part of the whole knit, knitting factory. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah their Amina's show great. is packed out. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god, it's, it's like iconic. Week. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm gonna be at the stand too. Uh, I just got this March third, yeah, Friday, March 13th. Uh, I believe it's at 10 o'clock. It's like a late night show. Um, my buddy Josh Wesson's show, it's called Gold. 
So that's uh, the lineups are always insane. Uh, that's Friday, March 13th at the stand in the upstairs room. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, there's going to be another aggressively chill in March, but we don't have a date yet. Peter, what do you got? I should, I, I always blow off the plug, so I should do it for real this do time. Do it. Uh, February 10th, which is, oh no, this be out after that? Yeah, probably. Never mind. February this 10th. This will probably get out on yeah, February 10th. Never mind. I'll be at the pair of February 10th. Uh, <laughs> okay. The 14th and 15th, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania nice. for the weekend featuring, but I don't know the details yet. Where Pennsylvania? Westchester, PA, and I'm kind of, it's making me club? a little nervous. That's what I, that's what I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, God. I got booked, but I'm like waiting for the email. Okay. But for sure on the 21st and the 22nd, I'm going out to State College, PA with uh, Richard Rich Aronovich, nice. Who was one of our first guests on this podcast? Yes, one Rich, of my, we love you. One of my favorite comics so, in New York. And that State College is there? A, it's a Wisecrackers in State. Wisecrackers Comedy Club with in, Rich Aronovich. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited. About February twenty first and twenty second. If you want to see Peter, uh, oh, I mean, yeah. why? Why would you? But it's fine. What are you doing, dude? I'm funny. You're good. Um, I'm a guy. I'm a person. Yeah, I'm a person yeah. In the world. So you want to argue about gentrification? Come to my show. Yeah. <laughs> Say some inappropriate like, white shit. Peter is a human being. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. yeah, I would love if I'm one of our fans man. vehemently defends Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a man trying to live in this world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, listen, this was great. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having appreciate, me. Uh, appreciate you coming out. Yeah, and, uh, so much fun. One of our longest episodes. Yeah, we just yeah. kept going and going. I love which it. Which is good. It's always yeah, a good, it's always a good, a good sign. sign. All right, guys. We'll tell you, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.